Thanks for downloading this podcast. podcast. It's for personal use only and must not be rebroadcast, reproduced or used in any form without permission. Tell your friends they can get their own copy by searching iTunes for Radio Le Mans or visiting RadioLeMans.com. Live from Trackside, this is IMSA Radio. Well, good afternoon, everybody, and welcome as we're live across the world from Sebring, Florida, bringing together the biggest community of endurance sports car racing fans on the planet, RS2, IMSA Radio, part of the Radio Show Limited network of channels. And we're counting down to the green flag on the Alan J. Automotive Network 120, round two of the Continental Tire Sports Car Challenge. I'm John Hindorf. It's a beautiful day. Jeremy Shaw is alongside me and our Continental Tire pit lane reporting team is Dinah Binks. But first, let's check in with Shea Adam as we're live from trackside here on RS2 IMSA Radio. The Continental Tire Sports Car Challenge on IMSA Radio. A very busy pit lane that is getting more and more empty. On the grid, a little bit further back than I was expecting to see them, quite honestly. The number 82, Bimmer World. It's the M4 GT4 car. James Clay got to qualify it. It's Tyler Cook who gets to bring it home. But first with James, the car you missed one practice session. You were feeling eh, but then you went out for qualifying. Felt better then? You know, I wouldn't say I was feeling eh. Did I do that right? Yeah. I, eh. Nailed it. Thank you. Now, you know, the car's been good. Uh, you know, we came here for the test a few weeks ago. Uh, we, had a, we had a good car then. We've, we've done a lot of work since, uh, since Daytona to, to make the thing handle on the infield. And, uh, you know, I'm pretty happy with the result. I've been pretty happy all weekend. Incrementally, we've gone forward. Um, we qualified well enough. Uh, let's see if we can continue to go forward. So he's got the hard job today, James does. But, Tyler, for you, it's going to be just taking the car over from the lead and taking it home around Sebring. How difficult is it for you guys to try and get up to the competition and pass them? Because everybody makes their power in very different ways. Uh, you know, Sebring has all of its challenges. It, it has the bumps. It, some cars are better off the corner. Some better cars are better under, under brakes. Some cars have more power. Uh, it's just it's knowing where your car has its strengths and knowing where it has its weaknesses and where it has its weaknesses protecting and where it has its strengths, you know, progressing unless you're possibly in the lead. Um, it's a really tough GS field and a lot of, a lot of g- great drivers, um, but we think we have a great car ahead of us, and I'm looking forward to this race. When you get that second place at Daytona, does it just add the pressure or make you want the win more? You know, every, every weekend's a new weekend, and, uh, you know, if you, if, you, if you win and you do awesome, you know, it doesn't matter the next weekend. And if you, you know, if you have a bad weekend, and certainly we've had our share of those, uh, every weekend's a new weekend, so... Well, good luck today. Attention, ladies and gentlemen, second call to clear the grid. Please move away from the race car so we can get them fired up. And down with another race car, Diana Binks is with Russell Ward. Russell, we're just getting ready to get underway. Um, How are you feeling going into this race? Yeah, I'm feeling good. Uh, Last year we placed uh, fourth, so I'm hoping to better that, get on the podium this time. 
know, ready to get out there. Hopefully we can get through turn one all clean. So. And it's, the circuit here, as we know, is very, very challenging. So what's your thought plan for the start? You know, I'm just trying to pull away from the guys behind me. That's the plan. You know, I want to at least maintain the position that, that I qualified in. That'd be nice. Uh, you know, just, you know, drive clean and, you know, bring it home the same way I'm getting in it. How well matched is this driver pairing here with yourself and Damien Faulkner? Look, it's good. We got some, you know, great chemistry together. I've, you know, been driving with Damien for a year now. I drove last year with him. And he's, you know, he's phenomenal. He, you know, coaches me well. And, you know, we get along together. We both feed off each other, so. Okay, well, I'll leave you guys to have your last-minute chat. But thanks for chatting to us. And, and you have a good race. Thank you very much. Take care. Russell Ward, he'll be starting the number 33 uh, on the grid. That's the Mercedes-Benz of Windward Racing HTP Motorsports. Still a relatively new car uh, to that team. Uh, Jeremy Shaw is... Alongside me, just to, before we do the grid, uh, let's uh, quickly have a, a few thoughts about this. I've got to say that the 2018 uh, IMSA Continental Tire Sports Car Challenge is looking absolutely splendid. The GS category has exploded. TCR, all right, we could do with a few more cars. As we know, it's the last season of, of ST as well. But things looking very bright. And if qualifying is anything to go by yesterday, the gaps between the cars are minuscule. They are pretty tight. We've had the uh, Porsche on the pole position, but behind them is a Mercedes, behind that is a Ford, behind that is a McLaren, uh, two McLarens actually, and then an Audi, and then a BMW. So, you know, it's uh, it's pretty tight at the top between all those different manufacturers. And as you say, just so much excitement about this new GT4 specification. Cars have been brought over primarily from, from Europe. A lot more cars available to the teams this season. A lot of excitement about this championship. The quality of the racing has been spectacular. Uh, Daytona was a great way to start off this season. And we're looking for another very, very competitive race. Two-hour race for the Allen J Automotive Network 120 this afternoon. A little bit of change of pace for these teams. Their opener was a four-hour race. So they've got to put a slightly different memory chip into to the drivers in particular, there's no time. I mean, even in a four-hour race, there's not much time, but there's no time here to recover from any mistakes. No, not really, and uh, certainly it pu puts perhaps more of an emphasis on the guys in the pit lane. You've got to make uh, perfect pit stops. I'd expect everybody, the uh, leading contenders, uh, th th they'll be s trying to make it on one pit stop during a race, but I think most of them are going to require two if there aren't too many full course cautions. And when they make that stop and when they make their driver change, and you know, there's a lot of strategy to be played out because... Uh, because it's it's not that straightforward. There's all, all sorts of things to think about here. Plus, it's pretty hot this afternoon, so the heavier cars in particular uh, might well be struggling towards the end of their stint as their tyres begin to wear a little bit. Jeremy Shaw, and we'll have the grid from him in a moment after a quick word from Cher Adam down in the pit lane. And a reminder, ladies and gentlemen, that you should be clearing the grid now. Please clear the grids. I'll play, clear the pit lane as it is. Share a final uh, thought from you before we have the grid. It's getting warm, John. It's mm. going to be a lot warmer than any of these drivers have contended with all week so far. Uh, still a lot of people out here on the pit lane, though. So, again, ladies and gentlemen, please start making your way out of the pit lane because we do have to get this race going eventually. But, yeah, I'm seeing a lot of people with uh, black shirts on who are maybe going to regret that decision in about another hour. And Dinah Binks has Chad McGuinness from the number eight Ford, the Multimatic car, and we'll have a quick word with her. 
I'm with uh, Chad McGuinness standing here in this heat, which is getting hotter and hotter as we wait for that moment to get the race underway. Uh, Chad, what are your thoughts going into this race? It's getting pretty close now. Yeah, I, know, I feel good about it. Um, our Multimatic guys have worked really hard on our Mod Space Mustang this week, and, and uh, I feel like we're tuned in quite well for the race. It's a little warmer than I think we all thought, and I think that'll play into us uh, having a good race. Were you happy with everything that you learnt during those practice sessions? Yeah, very much so. It's still very much a learning curve for both Patrick and I. Um, second time in the car ever, and so there's quite a bit of adjustments for us personally driving it, so we're going to get better and better all year. Uh, we're going to tell these guys what we need better and better all year, so I uh, look forward to everything just getting uh, more and more positives as the year moves forward. Well, we wish you all the best in the race. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Chad McCombie there the, uh, from North Carolina. He is... Uh, had he's a championship winner already in ST a couple of years ago in the Continental Tire Sports Car Challenge, moving up to the GS category this season. So moving up from a, a Mazda MX-5 to a Ford Mustang GT4, it's a lot heavier, it's a lot more powerful. What's interesting, however, is that uh, Chad McCombie spent four years driving NASCAR trucks, so he knows what uh, carrying big cars around and big, big horsepower and uh, tire degradation, he knows all about that, and he's settled into this new car very, very quickly indeed. He's had five pole positions in, his, in the past, but Patrick Gallo could qualify the car this, this season, last year's MX-5 champion. That's Jeremy Shaw. I'm John Hindorf. Shea and Diana down in the pit lane as our Continental Tire pit lane reporters. It's time now to take a look at the full field for the Allen G Automotive Network 120 for the Continental Tire Sports Car Challenge. Thirty-seven cars will line up for today's Alan J Automotive Network 120. There's five ST cars at the back of the field. Uh, moving up the grid, there's six TCRs. And the top 26 cars are all from GS, Grand Sport category. Starting from the back of the grid, Max Faulkner will start the number 21 Body Motion Racing Porsche Cayman. Along uh, on the, the row ahead will be Jared Selinski from Florida in car number 52. That's a Mini JCW. Alongside him. The winner at Daytona, Nick Gallant, will start the number 81 Bimmer World Racing BMW 328i. And on the front row in ST, two more mini JCWs. Number 73 car for Mike Lamara, a former series champion. And aboard number, seven, uh, number 37 is Nate Norenberg, who yesterday claimed his first ever pole position in the IMSA Continental Tire Sports Car Challenge. Moving on to the TCR field, new cars for this season. Don Istuk will be in the number 11 car for RS Works Racing. That is an Audi RS LMS TCR. Alongside him, the similar car for eEuroparts.com Racing. Car number 10 is Kieran O'Rourke from the Cayman Islands. On the second row of the grid in TCR, Luke Rumberg, the youngster, 18-year-old from Virginia, in the Rumcastle LLC Volkswagen Golf GTI TCR in car number 31. Alongside him, Roy Block from Argentina, originally based now in Florida for Compass Racing in the RD RS3 LMS TCR. Two more similar cars for his teammates on the front row. Rodrigo Sales, despite a minimum practice time for some various problems in number 74 Audi, and on the pole position, the, uh, the, the car which was dominant pretty much at Daytona, Brick Casey Jr. 
will claim his pole position in the car number 77. Now moving on to the GS field, a 13th row of the grid. Chris Wilson will start number three, Winwood Racing HTP Motorsport Mercedes AMG GT4. Alongside him, had some problems in qualifying. Jason Hart will be aboard number 72, Classic BMW Vess Energy Group BMW M4 GT4. 12th row of the grid, Ted Giovannis in car number 4 for Team, G, team TMG, that is another Mercedes AMG, alongside in the body motion racing Porsche Cayman GT4 MR, car number 5 is Jason Robillard, row 11, Brent Mosing making his step up to GS this weekend in the Marilla racing Mercedes AMG, car number 65, and Bryce Ward, celebrated his 60th birthday recently in number 57, Windward Racing HTP Motorsport Mercedes. Row 10, Connor Flynn, also from Florida, a late addition to the automatic racing Aston Martin Vantage V8, that is car number 09. Alongside him, Jim Cox, also from Florida, for BGB Motorsports in a Porsche Cayman GT4 MR. Row 9 on the outside, Steve Phillips in the number 99 automatic racing Aston Martin Vantage. Alongside him, Jeff Mosing in the number 56 Marilla Racing Mercedes. The similar car from Stephen Cameron Racing, car number 19, will be started by Ari Baylog. 15th position on the grid, Jack Rouse Jr., a multiple winner in this uh, category, starting from a long way back in car number 59. That is a Ford Mustang GT4 for Rouse Performance slash Core Motorsports. The second of the classic BMW Vest Energy Group BMWs, car number 26, will be started by the Canadian Jason Clooney, who just stepped aboard this car at the very last minute, got a late call from his home at Canada, shoveling snow on Tuesday and he's now down here in the heat of Florida. Alongside him on the grid, Nate Stacy in car number 60. That is the second of the Rash Performance Core Motorsports Ford Mustangs. The similar car of Volt Racing, car number seven for Alan Brynjolfsson, originally from Iceland, based now in the Tampa Bay area, will start in the number seven car from the 12th position. Alongside him, Owen Trinkler, car number 46. That's team TGM in the Mercedes AMG. Similar car, the third Windward Racing HTP Motorsport entry, car number 33, started by Russell Ward. Martin Barkey from Canada in car number 80. That is the AWA Ford Mustang GT4. Rolling to the fourth row of the grid on the outside, Chase Briscoe, a youngster who is making his name in NASCAR, hand, trying his hand at road racing in car number 15 for Multimatic Motorsports, another Ford Mustang GT4. The BMW M4 GT4 of Bimmer World Racing, car number 82, will be started by James Clay. We heard from him a few moments ago. Moving on to row three, car number 39 for Carbon Motorsports, the only R Audi R8 LMS GT4 in the field, Tyler McQuarrie in car number 39. Paul Holton will start in the car number 76 for Compass Racing. That's the McLaren 570S GT4. Ahead onto the second row on the outside, the similar car for the Motorsports in Action team. It will be Corey Fergus in that car number 69. On the inside of the second row of the grid, Patrick Gallagher in the Multimatics Motorsports Ford Mustang GT4 car number 8. And onto the front row on the outside from France, Alex Premat. In car number 92, that's Ramsey Racing, Mercedes-AMG GT4. And on the pole position for the second race in a row, having also won at Daytona the opening round of this championship for the, the, uh, the reigning champion team in, uh, in the Grand Sport category for RS1, that's Ren Sport 1 team based in South Florida. It's a Porsche Cayman GT4 MR. Car number 28, Spencer Pampelli, will start from the pole position. 
Jeremy Shaw with the full field rundown for the Allen J Automotive Network 120 for the Continental Tire Sports Car Challenge race. Uh, two hours, Jeremy. One pit stop for everybody? Yeah, what they'd like to do it on one, but it'll probably end up being, most likely end up being two, unless there's a reasonable amount of caution periods. But the key factor here is each driver has to do a minimum of 45 minutes uh, behind the wheel of the car. So, you know, that uh, that makes things a little bit difficult. The cars can't really can't do uh, an, hour, uh, an hour and 15 minutes under full green flag conditions, I don't believe. So that means it will almost certainly be a two-stopper. And in terms of driver times, what do we have to look yeah. for? 45 minutes is the minimum driving time. Right. So each of the two drivers in each of the cars has to drive for a minimum of 45 minutes to be classified as a finisher. It's Jeremy Shaw. I'm John Heindorf. Where as we approach the end of our countdown to green, we'll have a quick final word uh, before... Uh, we get into our race coverage with Shea Adam. Temperature rising, excitement rising, and engine notes about to rise, Shea. In about three seconds, the engine note will kick off. It's been a... There we go. Engines have fired. Yeah, the temperature is rising. Nick Galante, the guy who won at Daytona in the Bimmer World number 81, he's been sitting in the car for about the last 15 minutes, even though he's only had to be in it for about the last three. People are rearing to get this race going because it's been six weeks since we last saw a green flag in this series, and they are ready. Who's going to win? I have no idea, John. It's why we love the Continental Tire Sports Car Challenge. Uh, we'll stay with Shea for just a moment or two because I want to make sure that everyone's engines has fired. I can't see any teams panicking on the bit of the pit lane that I can see. Shea, they've all cleared their cars. It looks to me as though the whole field of 37 cars have got ignition. They have the yellow Corvette safety car is starting to roll, and Johnny Knotts tells Spencer Pompelli in the 28 that it's his time to go. Bit sluggish from the number eight Mustang from Modspace Motorsports, but no trouble for either of the McLarens. They've gotten going. The Audi R8 starting behind them also has no trouble getting fire in the engine. 82 BMW also rolling as well as a slew of Mustangs, two more following that, and then a couple of Mercedes, another Mustang. We still have everybody so good so far, about halfway clear on the grid as we are right now, nearly complete with all the GS cars. We're still waiting on about one or two more. The Aston Martins have both taken their leave from their temporary box on the pit lane, and we are almost... We have one more GS car, and then we will have them all moving. The TCR cars are beginning to get ready to put their cars into gear. There we go. The Compass 360R cars are all moving, all three of those Audis. I was a bit worried about them, honestly, before we got going because they would had some issue yesterday. Yes, they qualified first, second, and third, but those three they weren't completely satisfied with. The 77 is the pole sitter. He is moving down the pit lane. All of our TCR cars are moving, and guess what? All of our ST cars are too. Brilliant stuff from Cher Adam. She'll be reporting uh, on the Continental Tire Pillar Report along with Diana Binks in this two-hour race. Final thought from you, Jeremy, as we wind up our countdown to green. It's going to be a good one. going to be interesting to see how the the Audi there, the lone Audi on the field, will be starting from the uh, third row of the grid. Uh, Tyler McQuarrie will be taking started duty. Just talking to him yesterday, they were complaining about the car really wasn't handling the bumps very well here. And that's interesting because Tyler McQuarrie this week has got back from a fifth-place finish in the, the uh, trophy truck class at the Mint 400 off-road race where the uh, the uh, ground clearance of those cars is about three feet and the, the 
the uh, travel, suspension travel is about five feet or something ridiculous. Uh, so uh, that's this is smooth as a billiard table for him, but clearly made big strides to get that car ready for qualifying. The car was fast at Daytona, really unlucky there. They got punted out of what potentially could have been at least a podium finish. TCR's first time here at at uh, Sebring. First times for all of these cars as the new look IMSA Continental Tire Sports Car Challenge is about to get underway at Sebring. That's it for the countdown to green. Next, we'll be bringing IMSA TV and IMSA Radio together as we go live from trackside for the Alan J Automotive Network 120 for the Continental Tire Sports Car Challenge, live here on IMSA Radio and IMSA TV. <laughs> The Continental Tire Sports Car Challenge on IMSA Radio. It's a perfect Central Florida afternoon. What a great way to start the weekend. The big race tomorrow is the 66th running of the Mobile One. 12 hours of Sebring presented by Advanced Auto Parts. But for now, our focus and concentration are on the Continental Tire Sports Car Challenge runners. There are 37 of them. This is the second round of their championship coming off a four-hour contest a few weeks ago at the Rolex 24 at Daytona. This is the Alan J Automotive Network 120, and it's live from Sebring, Florida, on the IMSA TV and radio platforms being brought together for this live coverage across the world. No breaks. No geo-blocks, just the action. Hello, everybody. This is a great day to go motor racing. Temperature rising. All the revs on the cars going up as well. Jeremy Shaw alongside me, John Hindoff in the IMSA broadcast booth. Our Continental Tire pit lane reporters are Dinah Binks and Shea Adam. And the safety car, or the pace car as it is now, it will become the safety car if it is needed. Heads on to the second of two formation laps for a field that is chock full of quality. Jeremy Shaw from front and Spencer Pompelli right to the back. Yeah, it's going to be a fascinating context. The uh, pole-sitting car, Spencer Pompelli aboard that RS1 Porsche Cayman, that car has uh, had a 15 kilos added to its minimum weight after its victory at Sebring. Interesting to see whether that will make any difference on a long run here on the on the Continental Tires. But even with the actual extra weight, that car weighs in at 1,305 kilograms. The uh, the other contenders, particularly the Ford Mustangs, are at 1,530. So that's more than 200 kilograms, 400. 50 pounds probably heavier on the Fords than on that Porsche Cayman so that could be uh, that could certainly be a factor on a pretty warm afternoon here in central Florida three different classes here uh, this is the first time we'll have seen three different classes uh, at Sebring in this category of racing the STs we are used to it's the final year for those straight tuner cars we welcome the TCR this new global a touring car formula. It's not a huge field and it, there's not much variety. Audi and one Volkswagen, but plenty of new cars. 14 manufacturers we worked out that were building these cars around the world. Now, they're not all eligible because they don't all sell cars in the US, but there's a bit of excitement coming on with uh, with Hyundai. Uh, Kia as well have, that, have a car. We've got Honda 
uh, we've got uh, a couple of other manufacturers who are making noises about coming in including Mazda BMW as well and we'd love to see uh, those guys there and there's a very pretty little Alfa Giulietta that did go through the homologation and balance of performance test at the end of last year here that is just waiting for somebody to take it out and give it a good thrashing around a circuit I'm, I'm excited about TCR the cars look great they sound great and Jeremy they're quick they are, they, are, they are very quick. I mean, they're only, uh, you know, the, the, the uh, quickest of the cars are quicker than some of the slower G, GS cars. That's how fast they are. Significantly quicker than uh, ST. And they are relatively affordable, too. They're all front-wheel drive. Uh, they're all, you know, it's strictly controlled, cost-controlled, if you like. The engines are supposed to last at least a full season uh, without any sort of tampering with them or rebuilding or anything expensive like that. So they should be pretty cost-effective. And that, I think, is going to be the key to the growth of that class. And at the front of the field, the GS cars. Now, that's a global formula as well. This is the SRO GT4 uh, formula, taken on by IMSA a couple of seasons ago. There were people, I think back to it now, saying, oh, this, that's going to kill the class there. That's it. It's the end. And we've got how many of them? 26 yeah, of them like here? It's, uh, it's a huge field. 20, uh, 26 cars. There were 27 on, in, in, on the entry list. One didn't make it. Uh, and uh, it's a full field of very competitive cars and, and nice very competitive drivers. Nice variety as well. There's a few more GT4s that aren't here that could be. Well, we're waiting for the new Aston Martin Vantage to become available in the second half of next year, as well as uh, one or two other cars. Uh, but that is all in the future. In the here and now, the green flag is in hand and about to be waved to get the Alan J. Automotive Network 120 underway, and it is in the air. Green flag, we're racing at Sebring, and the field thunders by the IMSA broadcast booth and down towards the first corner, and the pole sitter, Spencer Pompelli in the Porsche, is just about holding on with AMG, Mercedes, Ford, McLaren, Audi all chasing the spot that Spencer Pompelli has as they go through the first corner. Here come the TCR cars into Turn 1 as well. Britt Casey Jr., just holding off Rodrigo Sales. Three wide through turn three. I don't think so, gentlemen. Calm down, please, will you? We've got two hours of this to go. They have sorted themselves out at the sharp end of the field as they go under the Corvette Bridge and down towards the hairpin for the first time of asking. The number 72 car came here way after the rest of the field. It wasn't up to speed, to full speed either, as it came across the start-finish line. So a problem. Mike Vess. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's Jason Hart who's actually starting that car, uh, which is a change of starting driver. But, uh, yeah, they had some problems Probably. yesterday. There was an incident uh, when the, the lost oil pressure going to turn also got hit from behind and nudged into the wall. So quite a lot of work had to be done on that car overnight by Fast Track Racing. So the early moments of this race, fast, furious, exciting. If you're taking the start and... Uh, a split in tactics for some of the teams. Not everyone putting their fastest driver in. Often we see that the non-pro goes in the car first and gets their driving time out of the way. And there's a bit of a split here. Spencer Pompelli is very quick. Alexander Premat uh, is very, very quick. Further back down the field, Alan Brynjolfsson, not the quickest guy in that car, so he'll do his driving time. I'm looking down, uh, Bryce Ward's made a clean start in the number 57 Mercedes and uh, he'll hand over uh, halfway through the stint or perhaps a little bit early after the 45 minutes is up. Russell Ward will hand over to 
in the other HTP, the Winwood HTP card to Damien Faulkner. Damien will be chomping on the bit to get into the car. Owen Trinkler did take the start of the race and our thoughts are with the Ted Giovannis Motorsport team. Had a bit of a bad week so far with the Debbie, the, one, the wife of one of their truck drivers, Ron, who has uh, sadly passed away this week. And so they are all racing with heavy heart. We think of you all, ladies and gents, as the first lap has been completed. Pompelli from Premat, from Patrick Gallagher, from Paul Holton, Porsche Merck, Ferrari McLaren. It's a nice little bit of variety there and completely indicative of this series. And at the moment, Spencer Pompelli just controlling the pace from the dark red AMG GT behind. What a beautiful day for motor racing. A little bit of low-lying fog this morning, which made life interesting, but also for some beautiful pictures. Spencer Pompelli just pushing out a little bit. These cars, Jeremy, in GS, variety of cars, and they make their lap times in different ways. So the Porsche that is leading out mid-engine, Good traction off the corners, very nimble indeed. The Mercedes-Benz front-engined with a little bit of a BOP adjustment to help release some more of the torque from that big 4-litre engine. Twin-turbocharged, that car, of course. Oh, big slide from the Mustang in the middle of the pack. I think that was Nate Stacey who was having a slidey moment in 11th position in the number 60, but... I he did get the car back straight again with the Continental tyres scrambling for grip on the dirt. So settling down at the front here, farther back in the TCR, it's Brick Casey Jr. who hold on to the lead in the number 77 Campus Racing Audi, ahead of Rodrigo Sales and Roy Block. Uh, in ST, Nick Gallant made a big move at the start. He was in the uh, fourth, uh, third position at the start of the race. He's moving up into the lead in car number 81, that is the Bimmer World BMW, ahead of the pole sitter, Nate Norenberg, mini car number 37. And the start is under review. Not sure why, but the start is under review. We'll get you the news on that as soon as we can. Normally means somebody has broken ranks and overtaken before the start-finish line. So Spencer Pumpelli with half a second of a lead over Alexander Premat. Russell Ward in 12th position. Just going past us a moment or two ago, was side-by-side side with... Alan Brynjolfsson, I think he might have gone by him actually, yes he has. So that's a position made up for the 33 Mercedes AMG GT. Just underlining what Jeremy was saying earlier on, Britt Casey Jr. is the leading TCR car in the 77 Compass Racing Machine and he now is beginning to put pressure on Brent Morsing in the 65 Mercedes AMG ahead of him. And he, he can't hang about because Rodrigo Sells in the 74 car, the team car to that leading TCR car, is only about a second or so behind him and he'll be wanting to underline his superiority over his teammate. Not a bad start for Patrick Gallagher, sitting in third position at the moment, the leading pair just stretching away a tiny bit 
He's looking in his rearview mirror for Paul Holton in the 76 Compass Racing McLaren. And in ST, it is still Nick Galanti who snatched the lead early on. Got by Nate Norenberg. Mike Lamara in third in the other mini, the 73. So 37 mini seconds, 73 third. But both sitting behind the 81 of Nick Gallant in the BMW. Now, coming down the back straight, Paul Holton has got Tyler McQuarrie in his wheel tracks. He pulled over to the far left of the track to try and keep the... Far right of the track, excuse me, to try and keep the Audi in behind him. And now the Audi pulls to the right-hand side to try and get the run on the car ahead. Norenberg, Nick Norenberg was on pole position and has dropped down to... No, in fact, he is in second place in uh, ST. But it is the white and blue BMW that leads the ST category with the minis following along in team formation behind. Max Faulkner has made up a position as well. And he's gone by Jared Selinski in the, the Porsche then up into fourth position in ST. Battles throughout the field. And the Audi is going through and taking fourth position. Tyler McQuarrie round the outside under the Corvette bridge and heading down towards the hairpin. Made that look very easy indeed. Slight mistake by Paul Holton coming out of the 3-4-5 complex. No further invitation required for Patrick Gallagher, who is the new third-place driver. Clean move, smart move, job done. Job done. The first two, they pulled out over a second and a half over Patrick Gallagher, but he's settled in nicely into that third position. He's very mindful of the fact that this is a long race. It's a much heavier car than the uh, Porsche Cayman that leads the race. Compared to the Mercedes, kind of a 92 that's running in second place, that car weighs in at 1,425 kilograms. That's against the 530 of the Ford Mustang. So Patrick, I spoke to him yesterday, he feels really good about the longevity of the tyres working on that Mustang, as long as he doesn't push too hard too soon. So I think he's settled into a nice pace there in third position, holding off the McLaren and the Audi. Pit stop for That's Mike, Mike Vess, yeah, who did, didn't get the start in he, the he classic did, BMW. He, he did get the start, but he was, he, was, he was off the pace at the back of the field and has brought that car onto pit lane now. And it doesn't look like a regular pit stop, as this Continental Tire pit lane report will tell us, Shea Adam. They've got the engine cover off, and they're actually taking valves off to see how much liquid is left in certain parts of the end. Ah, they're adding water. So that's not good if they're having a slight cooling issue with this BMW. Yesterday, when they had the issue in turn one, the team wasn't too worried because they do have a spare car, so they have lots of spare parts around should they need them. But this is certainly not going to help their chances of getting a top 10 finish. No, indeed. They are out of the running in a, just a two-hour race. It would take carnage for them to get back into it. But they'll turn the car around, get it back out. What this will become, Jeremy, is basically one hour, 50 minutes of a test session for that team. Shame yeah. for Mike Vess. It is, yeah. Uh, because uh, yeah, they've, they've worked awfully hard overnight to get that car back onto the grid again. Uh, and uh, now it's uh, coming to perhaps an early halt. Perhaps not. They'll certainly be hoping to get that car back out again and learn some more about it. ST leaders are side by side going down the back straight. The mini pulls to the right-hand side out of the draft and using the slipstream to try and get there. It's slightly incongruous, actually, when you see the BMW, the 81, and when the mini pulls out, it's so much taller and bigger than the BMW. Quite extraordinary. 
37, a very famous competition number for Mini, Monte Carlo Rally 1966, all that stuff down into turn one, goes down the inside, almost gets an overlap but can't make it happen, and Nate Norenberg, the pole position centre, is toughing it out, trying to get alongside the left rear quarter paddle of the BMW that leads in the ST category, got a little bit wide into the third corner oh there's a touch oh. Norenberg's nailed him and that is right out of the police stop video that he was watching last night yeah that's a bit naughty uh, Gallant left him lots of room there on the inside of turn three that compromised his exit a little bit but as he went in to the carousel turn there he was clearly nailed from behind by the by the mini JCW yeah Norenberg has come off worst and he's got damage to the right front of that mini he gets the overlap goes down the inside yeah, there's not enough room silly. no that's silly and needed to just back out of that there we are 11 minutes in to a two-hour race yeah not smart not smart particularly we've got the pole position car you know it's fast mm -hmm. uh, and uh, you know, we could see there that uh, Nick Gallant had a bit of a tank slapper coming out of turn three the tail end of the car was wagging one way and then the other but he got it all under control it means he had to slow down a little bit more than he would have liked for the carousel turn and Nate Norenberg there was kind of committed to the inside but uh, upon reflection he'll say uh oh uh oh probably shouldn't have done that one when you're the car behind you're in the position to be able to react it wasn't as if the 81 had cut across his nose, Jeremy. He'd held his line. Yeah. And, and he'd left him plenty of room at turn three. Oh, the previous corner, yes. Ab move. Absolutely agree. So that was the, the, the pole sitter from this race was the Mini. That's going to be a little bit further back. And the, uh, the race winner from Daytona, certainly not the way that team wanted to uh, start this race. But hopefully, having, having led the race from the beginning here, great start for, for Nick. Hopefully the car isn't damaged too much to get it back and uh, get back into competition. But that is going to put Mike Lamara, former series champion, into the lead of the race in kind of a 73. That incident has been reviewed very quickly indeed by race control. And the 37 car has been given a drive-through for, and I quote, incident responsibility with that contact with the 81. Love it. Way to do it. Look at it. Make a decision. Going to penalise somebody. Get it done straight away. Well done, race control. And... So Nate Norenberg in the Mini will have to come through pit lane once the car is over. I think the car's probably on its way to pit lane to be looked at anyway. That won't count as he's drive-through. At the head of the field, Alexander Premat in second place is just under a second behind Spencer Pumpelli in the red, white and black number 28 Porsche for the RS1 team. Car looking an absolute picture, that RS1. Love the, just a slightly tweaked livery from what we've seen in the past. Works so well with the GT4 Cayman in comes the 37 Mini and Shea that's gone past his pit so he's doing the drive through first is he? he? He must do the drive through first yes the team signalled him to go straight on through but he is coming by the next time through and they do have new tyres ready damage on both sides of that car yeah well he hit him pretty square and then with, with the with the well with fizz and first with the with the right front and then the contact also with the left front where's the, where's the leader? leader Primo went through on his own I think. Uh, no, no, gone through. Definitely both gone through. No big problem. Don't worry. Wasn't paying attention. Don't panic me like that, Jeremy. No, no absolutely fine. The team are more worried about it. Yes, now they've got what? 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 <laughs> Jeremy Shaw says he's not. He's gone missing. What I was going to say uh, just before that was. Oh, that sorry, Alan Brynjolfsson. Whoops. Alan Brynjolfsson off the circuit oh. in the vault. There's no mistaking that car. You don't have to see very much of it at all to know which one it is. It's the number seven Ford. And he was running in 
well, certainly on the... 13th he was running. Yeah, just outside Unlike the top 13th. ten. Well, yes. If he wasn't Tridecaphobic before, he certainly will be now. Tridecaphobic what? Good one. What I, what I was going to say before that little excitement, however, was I was so impressed with Spencer Mappelli's pace at the front of the field. He'd set the fastest lap on each of the first five laps of the race. And here's the progression. It was 1 minute 13.68, 1 minute 13.38, 1 minute 13.27, 1 minute 13.25. Really super consistency. That's the experience of Spencer Mappelli. Not taking too much out of that car in the early stages, running a pace that's good enough just to edge, well, not really edge away because Alex Premat is staying right with him there in the Mercedes. Good news for the continuity of the race is that Alan Brynjolfsson, not good news for the team, has gone behind the wall out on the circuit, on the far side of the track. I think it was uh, between turns 10 and 13, somewhere around that area. Just a quick flash of the very bright yellow car. Uh, the third place TCR of Roy Block, the Audi RS3 LMS with its right front fender the extension just flapping a little bit looking rather like a sort of annoyed penguin just flapping its uh, flipper a little bit and also coming in is another one of the Audis this is the Don Istuk number 11 Audi RS3 yeah the RS works entry that's onto pit lane as well that didn't look to be a regular stop the team member was straight underneath that car as the RS1 Cayman leading the race, comes around to complete lap number seven. It was eight-tenths of a second. He crosses the line now. There goes Premat. It's nine-tenths. It's give a little, take a little from those two. Patrick Gallagher's holding on to third position in that number 39 grey Audi, mostly grey no, R8. No, there's actually switched positions, those two, because ah, the Audi has got ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, you're right. Tyler McQuarrie's got ahead of the Ford. Yes, I said Patrick's name as it went across the line and the Audi mm. popped straight through. So Macquarie now at 5.5 seconds uh, from second place and he's got half a second on Patrick Gallagher in the number eight Ford. Paul Holton still holding on to fifth position but he's under pressure from Corey Fergus in the 69 McLaren. So those two McLarens battling together. James Clear in the BMW number 82 is in seventh though in Trinkler for TGM in eighth the 46 car and Owen is with James Clear and beginning to pressure there as well then there's another pair of cars battling for ninth position Martin Bartley and Nate Stacey both in Fords the 80 and the 60 and a puncture for the 74 that is the was in second place yeah I was just about to say it. bad luck for Rodrigo Sa Sales sorry Sales He's going to ever be known as Rodrigo Salas for me now. The Compass 74 car into the pit lane with a left rear tyre that is barely hanging on the rim. And has there been contact there? Has, has he run a kerb? But that car was a handful coming round the right-hander of turn 17 sunset because you're loading up that left rear. And Rodrigo's done a good job to get that car into the pit lane. So Britt Casey Jr. now leads from Roy Block with that flapping front body work on the right hand front in third now Kieran O'Rourke in the number 10 Audi this is in TCR Luke Rumberg in the Seoul Volkswagen Golf GTI TCR the, the 31 car is about three seconds further back in ST Mike Lamara in the 73 mini gets the lead after the coming together ahead of him Max Faulkner who started at the back of the ST field now up to second and Jared Selinski in mini number 52 is in third position. There's a 
two-thirds of a Mercedes three-pointed star in the road leading up to turn 10. It's not quite on the racing line, but it's been broken off one of the AMGs. It's not the 56 of Jeff Morsing, who is challenging at the moment. That bright orange car challenging for 16th position with James Cox in the Porsche right ahead of him as they come to complete the lap just in front of us and head towards the pit wall. Trying to get the best line into the first corner. Mosing in the Tangerine and Black AMG gets the overlap. Can he tighten it up on the exit? I think he can. That's 56 cars got grip and it'll be side by side going into turns two and three and that will favour the car on the left hand side of the track. Very fair driving indeed from James Cox. Oops. Oh and as I say that they come together. Curse of the commentator. And through goes Stephen Phillips in the Aston Martin number 99. And what happened there, John, was the, uh, the the Jim Cox there just got a bit of a tank slapper coming off that corner, and the car was going back and forth. He and he as it went one way to the other. Unfortunately, the uh, number 56 car was right alongside him. The Jeff Mosing was completely oh. the innocent victim of that. And Jeff's got suspension damage to the right rear. The car is crabbing on the grass as he tries to make it back onto the racing circuit. Oh, that is such an unlucky thing. And not again, Jeremy. That that was absolutely not uh, deliberate no. from from Jim Cox. No, he Jim's just lost. Cox. Basically, in, you know, just for an instant, lost control of the car. It was wagging around behind him, and while it was wig wagging, uh, number fifty-six car Jeff Mosey was trying to zig, uh, and it, uh, <laughs> they came together. Yeah, the right rear wheel and tyre combination is uh, adding a bit of rear wheel steer to the 56 of Jeff Morsing. Jeff went down the inside and Jim being very, very fair in the Porsche, left room on the inside. Morsing was able to tighten the exit of the corner, got alongside. Jim not prepared to give the corner up, which is absolutely his right, but he gave plenty of room on the inside of the left-hander and then just got offline. Just the car, just the back end, just came round. He yeah. got the power on coming down that corner, and he kind of, uh, well, actually overcorrected the car. Yeah, I was uh, going to say, it, not uh, sure where he had a bit of left-hand steering in there. Ah, 33 problem for Russell Ward, spinning on the far side of the circuit. In fact, no, that's coming out the final corner. That was my first instinct there, and then I thought I can't remember that Marshall's post on the inside. So Russell Ward. Spinning away a decent position. He's dropped down behind his dad. That was Bryce Ward going past him in the 57 car. So, father leads son at the moment. Uh, I just noticed a penalty for the number 11 car, which was in the pit lane, spinning the wheels whilst on the jacks. And that will be a drive-through, but that car's coming back in anyway because the whole of the front bodywork is loose on that car and the, it looks like the under tray as well incident for the 38 Porsche and the 56 AMG under review yeah there was certainly no uh, no malice there certainly from the uh, oh there's another oops, coming ouch. together Mercedes on five, Porsche five and three that is an extraordinary piece of driving Joe Robillard and Craig Lyons Craig Lyons having a horrible start to his season had a big accident at the at the D 
Daytona opener and just nailed the back of Joe Robillard. That was bizarre. Missed his breaking point by a country mile. He may well say that the Porsche braked early, of course. There'll be two sides to the story. That's, but not that that's not relevant, unfortunately. Incident responsibility is on the guy behind, I'm afraid. And Craig Lyons, is, if he can get that uh, Mercedes out of there, will be getting a penalty. I'm fairly certain on that one. Pits are closed. We are under our full first full course yellow. We are just over 20 minutes into the race. 22 and a half minutes into the race for those of you who want to keep notes of that and it looks like the corner worker is calling for a tow Craig Lyons right in the wheel tracks of the Porsche Porsche on the racing line breaks Craig doesn't and then he just drives Turn. him to the side of him and drives him off the road that's just extraordinary unless there's some sort of a braking problem on that number three car maybe there is you know well, that's all I can think of there. Yeah. Because it's not even just so much the first contact. No. It's the first that after the first contact, there was seemed to be no attempt no. to slow the car down. Amazing. There, there have been some braking issues on these on these uh, on these cars. I'm not sure the Mercedes is. Uh, I've known that the Mercedes has necessarily had one. I know there's been a couple on the one or two others of the cars. Well. That just an extraordinary thing to happen. Craig Lyons then, yeah, put aside the first incident of him driving up the back of the Porsche. When the Porsche is sideways alongside him, there appears to be no attempt to slow down no. and disengage. No, that's the odd thing there. So it was either a stuck throttle or brakes that won't work, a bit of brake fade or maybe just a bit of brain fade, not sure. And the fast track racing guys from Classic BMW got Mike Vess's BMW car number 72 back out into the fray. It's a couple of laps down, but uh, the car sounded fairly good as it came past us that lap. Do you remember that car started behind everybody else, ran a couple of slow laps then of pit lane visitor? Uh, yes, but all was not well with that car, Sheer, and uh, it took a little top up to get it back out onto the racetrack. It was a bit thirsty. About six bottles of water went into it, and uh, then the engine stopped spitting it back out, and then they sent the car back. Uh, but it was a bit of a rude awakening. Jason Hart was still walking to the pit box when he noticed that his car was sitting there. Still off sparkling, like a bit of lemon or lime in that, sir. Thank you. The car is back out of the circuit. We'll get the pass around done to allow the pace car, safety car, to uh, pick up the leader yeah. and make sure nobody loses out with this intervention yeah there will be a couple the uh, number 81 car with the pole sitter in st that was had been lapped by our race leader uh, along with one of the uh, tcr cars and also the uh, nate norenberg mini that was the aggressor in that incident between number 81 and 37 earlier on so i think both of those two should be able to get the pass around and rejoin the the tail end of the lead lap Stu g's just uh, tweeted at IMSA Radio and said, all right, who was it? Who jinxed all the Mercedes all at the same time? Did feel a bit like that. Wasn't it bizarre? Alexander Premat, the best of the Mercedes AMG GTs in second place, will be right on the tail of Spencer Pompelli. And third place, Tyler McQuarrie in the Audi. 
was a little bit further back, but of course he'll close up under this safety car as well. In the classes, Britt Casey Jr. holds a decent lead and has three GS cars, had three GS cars behind him uh, between himself and Roy Block in second place. So 77 Compass Audi from 75 Compass Audi, third Kieran O'Rourke in the number 10 Audi TCR that he shares with the e-Eurosports.com racing team. And ST, Mike Lamara, will have Max Faulkner right behind him on the restart in the Porsche. So that's 73 Mini 21 Porsche and uh, Jared Salinsky in the 52 car will be in third. Now, will there be takers? It's not early enough to get the drivers out, but it could do a top-up. Shea Adam is down in the pit lane for this Continental Tire pit report. Yeah, we have takers. We've got the leader in, the number 28, Spencer Pompelli, staying behind the wheel, but they are giving him fuel, and at the very least, they are doing front tires. I can't quite see if they're working on the back. That damaged three if Craig Lyons has made it all the way back to the pit lane and is in as well. We've got two Aston Martins, uh, one of the McLaren, the Compass 360R race one. We've got one of the Murillo racing cars as well as the BMW, James Clay staying behind the wheel. Fuel only for him. The tire change is done on the 28. It was fronts and Spencer Pompelli goes back out. He leaves his pit box before anybody else does, but he was a bit further down than the competition as well. So it's going to be a drag race. The next one out is the BMW, the number 82, still driven by James Clay, and they get out well ahead of the car that came in from second. That was the 92 Mercedes. I think they've done a driver change up there. Alexander Premont has gotten out for the time being. Mark Ramsey will be getting in. Uh, we can confirm that with Diana Binks, who's down that end of the pit lane. Diana, what's going on with you? Yes, I'm up here. Um, Alexander Pratt's just jumped out, and that 92 is now back out with Mark behind the wheel. A very slick pit stop that looked like. They took, obviously, fuel and tyres, and uh, I shall try and get a word with uh, Alexander in just a second. But pretty clean uh, pit stops up this end. All the other cars have now gone back out on track, and I can just see the number 65 heading back out there with the Mossing car. Thank you very much indeed, Diana Binks, for that Continental Tire pit lane report. So Mike Ramsey has taken that 92 car out. That means yep. that at some stage, Alexander Premat has got to get back in there. But that's ultimately, you know, that's pretty much a free pit stop. Mm -hmm. They've re-topped the car up. Mike will go and do his 45 minutes. And then Mark. they'll either... Mark, Mark uh, Ramsey. Sorry, Mark Ramsey. Yeah, who's, who's very new to racing. Yeah. So, you know, that's, that's I think, there's a good benchmark for him. He knows how, what the car is capable of. Uh, and as long as he doesn't get carried away with himself, you know, he's not going to be on the pace of someone like Alex Prema this early in his career. Uh, he's just starting out in the sport. But uh, they've got, it's a great team there at uh, Conquest, well, Quest Racing it is actually, but Eric Bachelard's team running that car. Oh, wow. Uh, and, uh, the, you know, there's a lot of experience there. And Mark Ramsey has certainly picked a very good group to go with. And, uh, they, they, no, the, the plan now would be to get, as you say, get that 45 minutes in for Mark and then for Alex Prema to uh, go hard at the end of the race. And if the four, cautions fall their way, hey, it might work out in their favour. But, but you know, that, at this stage in that programme's existence, they're not looking to win races necessarily. At this stage, it just gained some experience for Mark Ramsey. How old is Alex Prema now? Alex Prema is uh, now thir 35. And he's a gold driver? don't know honestly um i thought platinum drivers weren't allowed in uh, well yeah he must not be a platinum driver then so, uh, I, so I, he must be a gold yeah, i'm not sure i didn't I make a note of those yet i shall i shall ask elsewhere for that uh he must have been downgraded to a gold 
Yeah, I mean, he hasn't done... He's been racing V8 supercars in Australia for the last couple of years, but uh, yeah, on and off at least. Yeah. And then running this uh, exotic racing series for basically turn up and drive exotic sports cars out at various tracks around the country, primarily, I think, at Las Vegas Motor Speedway. There's a whole slew of different supercars you can drive out there, and Mark Ramsey was one of the guys who went through that uh, school. Right. And uh, now he's decided to take it one step further and go racing. There's a whole bunch of people who are doing the same sort of thing nowadays. Some great opportunities to drive these fabulous sports cars. We're back when, of course. He was a LMP1 driver, yeah. so that would have made him automatically a platinum because he was driving a works car. Uh, Viet Supercars uh, drivers... Uh, don't always get a, uh, in fact I'm not sure any of them have been rated uh, as platinum uh, get pl rated good. He, he won the endurance championship with Shane Van Gisbergen a couple of three years ago I think yeah I mean a two time winner of the uh, well a winner of the Macau Grand Prix back in 2004 ran that's uh, a a a A1GP in 05-06 uh, Le Mans series in 08 uh, you know won the ring Nürburgring 24 hours as well you know he's got a, a pretty stout well, resume yeah, did he win the, the 24 the, uh, 11, I think. Yeah. I seem to remember that. It was certainly after 2007, because I've been doing them since then. So we open the pits now for the other category, TCR and ST. And Shea Adam has cars heading down the water, including the TCR leader, Brett Casey Jr. Brett Casey Jr., excuse me. He's the only one I've seen on yeah. the uh, pit lane, and he's down stopping very near to where Diana Banks is. Uh, but from what I can see from my vantage point, fuel and tires for Brett Casey Jr. It's not time for Tom Long yet. Diana? Yes, I am up here. Another driver but it's not getting out of the car. The guys have just topped up, as uh, Shay said, with fuel. And uh, they're just putting on tyres now and about to put the... Although there's a slight delay at the front, I don't think there's anything to worry about there. Um, but that tyre is back on and they are soon going to be ready. No, there is a problem with that front left. But he's, uh, you can probably hear it in the background. Um, so, yeah, a slight delay for them. They'll be disappointed with that. Car's just been dropped down now and it's just fired up again. And you can hear it just leaving. Thanks, Diana. Yeah, Five lug nuts on that uh, right front wheel. Just being proving a little bit recalcitrant. Looked like the wheel gun might have just been jammed for a moment. But, it, I mean, he's lost a bit of time, but we're under safety car. What was interesting to me there, Roy Block and Kieran O'Rourke went through. Casey Jr. staying in the car, but taking some more fuel and putting on a new set, at least a new pair of front Continental tyres. In ST, Mike Lamara, Max Faulkner and Jared Solinski stayed out. That's right, so we'll have a new class leader there in TCR. That will be Roy Block, the uh, Florida-based yes. Argentinian, despite that name. Uh, and uh, the, uh, it was Brick Casey Jr. who gave up the lead. He's going to have a birthday tomorrow. It'll be 20th birthday, actually not tomorrow, on Sunday in actual fact, for the uh, Chicago area native from Barrington, Illinois. Really talented youngster is Brick Casey Jr. His first win... Uh, he's been racing in the, t in the ST class for Freedom Autosport the last two or three years. Uh, was Should have had a win at Mazda Raceway Laguna Seca, but uh, Tom Long, his co-driver, gave up that win on the last lap uh, to one of his teammates. So he finally scored his first win at last time out in the Rolex, 20, in Rolex 24 meeting at Daytona. Uh, well overdue victory for Brick Casey Jr. Many more to come for that youngster. Yeah, he's an impressive young man, isn't he? Quick learner. Picks things up very, very quickly indeed. That Trump-supported Audi 
RS3. So he'll he'll give up the lead now, but he's you know, he's the, the fastest of the TCR drivers out there at the moment, by you know, much more experience than any of the other guys. But hats off here to to young Luke Rumberg yesterday. They had a good running qualifying in that number 31 Volkswagen, and he was trying to get away into get his way into third place on the grid on the final lap. He was actually up in the first sector. But I spoke to him afterwards he, with a wry smile. He looked at me and said, I didn't realise it was that good a lap. Otherwise, I'd have stayed out there. But I didn't think it was that much quicker than the lap before. So I slowed down and brought it into the pit lane. It turns out to be a mistake because he could have been uh, higher up than he was on the grid that was fourth. But good run it's been for the youngster. He and his brother Tanner both driving more used to driving modified stock cars on the short ovals in the Virginia area so this is quite a sea change for the, those uh, Rumberg boys and uh, they've got great attitudes and uh, they got uh, you know they haven't got a lot of experience yet but they are getting faster with each outing in that little VW it's a good-looking car and it's the only it's the only VW in amongst the Audis here and so the order 14th place overall right now, although the field will be shuffled around before the restart. But uh, it's Roy Block who leads in car number 75 in TCR for number 10 of Kieran O'Rourke, number 77 of Brick Casey Jr. and then Luke Grumberg. Back to the green flag, it's in the air and we are racing. One hour, 24 minutes and 42 seconds to go as they cross the line. Patrick Gallagher, Corey Fergus, Owen Trinkler up into third position in the 46 TGM AMG. None of those guys have stopped. The first of the pit stops cars is Spencer Pumpelli down in 13th position. So this is where everyone's got to keep their wits about them and watch what's going on and be mindful of who's made pit stops and who hasn't. Big bouncy curb moment for Nate Stacey, who was defending against Chase Briscoe. And I don't think he held on to that position. 15 Ford passing the 60 Ford for fifth position. Beautiful sunshine, hot temperatures, great racing. Ford, McLaren, Mercedes, Ford, 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 BMW. Owen Trinkler, the sole three-pointed start in the top half dozen at the moment, doing a great job. Lots of dust being thrown up at the exit of the hairpin as everyone is using all of the circuits and a bit more. Chase Bris Briscoe did go through on the 60 core racing, the Roush core racing car. White with the green stripe over the top so another Mercedes-Benz then moving up now in ST it's a great battle with the BMW Nick Galanti right in the mix again he's battled yeah. to fourth position but I think yeah and Mike Lamara he's back in contention now with that full course caution but uh, I think it's Mike Lamara who leads the Correct. way as number 74 car of Rodrigo Sales works his back way back through past some of these ST cars yeah and that's going to be quite interesting what you will notice if you are watching that car fighting its way back is just how quick some of these TCR cars are through the corners they carry quite a lot of aerodynamic aids and they sit down through there and they certainly carry a lot of corner speed Rodrigo trying to get by the STs may not have the outright speed the BMW holding on to the two Audi TCR cars around it in the mini ahead the 73 car of Mike Lamara, that is the class leader. Here comes 
the TCRs coming through in formation. 77 goes to the left and goes through. That was a nice piece of driving by everyone concerned there, particularly Mike Lamara. So 77 to the left, 74 to the right of Mike coming out. 38, penalty, drive through. Car three, penalty, drive through, both for incident responsibilities. So James Cox has been in and out, and so has the three car. That was Craig Lyons. Both those penalties served. Fairly cut and dried, and again done very nicely and with not indecent haste, but due consideration. And the conclusion yeah, fired out on the uh, on the timing screens as well, which is nice to see. That's right. So it's uh, Patrick Gallagher now in the lead in just his second start in the Intercontinental Tire Sports Car Challenge. Won last year's Global MX5 Cup Series. Won a very handy scholarship of uh, $200,000 from Mazda. And he's taken that to, along with the support he's had from Modspace, which is a long-time Mazda supporter, uh, over for several years along with former Mazda uh, MX-5 ST driver Chad McCumbie that is the car that's leading a race now right now in one of the Multimatic run Ford Mustangs second place is Corey Fergus who's a multiple champion in all sorts of different cars uh, and running now in the McLaren for the MIA group that is Carl Hermides's operation from north of the border in Canada and Corey Lewis has taken to this car very very quickly indeed an hour and 20 minutes still to go and which cars means, yes go on which means that the uh, 40 minute minimum has now been uh, satisfied yes good point and we've got cars on different strategies that's the key thing at the front of the field with the top seven GS cars have not been into the pit lane yet so they're all waiting for another full course yellow they'll not want to make a green flag pit stop here so Patrick Gallagher by 2.2 seconds at the head of the field Corey Fergus in second position in the 69 McLaren with Owen Trinkler, Martin Barkey, Chase Briscoe, 46 Merck, Mercedes AMG GT, 80 Ford, 15 Ford. And then Nate Stacey, he's not that far back either. And Owen Trinkler under pressure for a moment in the yeah. TRG Mercedes, the blue and grey car. The white Ford Mustang GT4 right in behind is Martin Barkey. Yeah, and he got uh, the, the Ford Mustang has a good grunt on the straight heading toward turn 10, but the, the Mercedes, a much lighter Mercedes, able to break deeper and maintain that position. That is a battle for third and fourth right now. And a good lap that was from Patrick Gallagher. He's extended that lead over Corey Fergus out to a couple of seconds on, on that last lap. And maybe a, a slight mistake somewhere from Corey on that restart lap. Recently married is Corey Fergus, uh, a champion in uh, all sorts of different series, mainly in Porsches over the last several years. 
a former champion in uh, Sports 2000, like his dad, who, who was also a sports car champion himself uh, some years ago. The secretary of the Road Racing Drivers Club. That's John Fergus. But Corey has carving, carving out a very nice career for himself as well. And he's uh, been... Uh, warmly received to this motorsport in action team doing a very very good job for them alongside Jesse Lazar great drive back after the mistake from Russell Ward who's now back up into 12th position and he hasn't made the stop so he's got by everyone who has stopped so they're playing the game there he's dad Bryce Ward in the 57 also hasn't made a stop yet so again strategy being played out by the HTP Winwood guys or Winwood HTP guys. Roy Block has pulled out about a second to Kieran O'Rourke in the TCR battle. Patrick Gallagher 1.4 seconds ahead of the field at the front end in that number eight Ford. Multimatic yeah, Motorsports Roy. that uh, Chad McCumbie will get into later on. Roy Block in the lead in TCR for Compass Racing is under increasing pressure now from Kieran O'Rourke with Brick Casey Jr. Mm. having made that pit stop uh, is all over the back end of those two as well so we've got a three car battle for the lead in TCR led by 75 yeah it was just over a second now down to and four tenths and in, in ST Nick Gallant has moved his way back up to the front and wow. lead in that class now having got past Mike, like Mike Lamara last time around scary moment for Brick Casey Jr. as he took to the dirt coming out of turn number one a lap or two ago with Luke Rumberg now in the Volkswagen Golf GTI right there as well so we've actually almost got four cars Jeremy yeah. for the lead in TCR Rodrigo Searles in the 74 in fifth position is uh, five and a half seconds back down the road but if these three stroke four start scrapping which is exactly what they're doing now <laughs> then uh, that could disappear in the blink of an eye I've got to say I'm impressed by Luke Rumberg not uh, sure how much racing he's done before but his racecraft is pretty good well basically one race on the road course but a lot of uh, short track stuff and modified south go. boston speedway and, and similar tracks uh, on the I east like coast south boston no speedway. kidding wasn't that fun that was a great night yeah. good lap last time around by Corey fergus who's uh, reduced that deficit again to the race leader patrick gallagher yeah, yeah. yeah used to tail now pretty much across the line trickler hanging on there as well in third position all of the cars at the front of the field us a pit stop they will be going now as far into the race as they can on fuel so it'll be fuel that will bring them in next unless there's a full course caution 45 minutes has elapsed so they've all done their times to get the car oh and a mistake a mistake there by the ford and martin bart is going to lose a position to chase briscoe they've been having a cracking scrap just in behind the leaders. And it might actually cost a couple of positions as the Jason Clooney number 26 BMW is in there as well. Yeah, he's doing really well. He's got minimal time in this car. It's the first time that Jason has driven a, uh, a, a, a GT4 specification car. He's done a lot of driving, all sorts of different things. He drove a USF 2000 car last weekend on the streets of St. Petersburg. Went back up to uh, to uh, to Saskatchewan where he lives, uh, and there was shoveling snow on Monday when, when he got the call from his team. Do you want to come drive with us at Sebring? Oh yes, please. Uh, so we, he flew down here. Yeah, absolutely right. So uh, from from 
Prince Albert in Saskatchewan is Jason Clooney, doing a fine job there in the seventh position. Fighting back through the field, the early leader Spencer Pompelli in the 28 GS, that's a GT4 Porsche Cayman, now in the ninth position and leading in terms of the pit stopped cars. And that car looks a very good platform indeed as he dives down the inside of the 26. Heavens above, he's making up laps. He's He's fact that he was ninth when he crossed the line. He's just got him in the seventh position because he's just gone past Jason Clooney. And his next target will be Nate Stacey in the Ford 60. Yeah, that's a fast car. And fast drivers. Good combination, really, isn't it? Always good in racing, I think. Fast cars, fast drivers. Particularly <laughs> ones that don't use a lot of fuel and are tremendously reliable. Across the line, Patrick Gallagher with Corey Fergus in behind him. And about a second to Owen Trinkler in third. 8, 69, 46 and 15. Really big moment at turn one. A lap or two ago for the 77. I'll tell you what I hadn't realised before. It was Kieran O'Rourke who was just drifting out towards the edge of the circuit. I don't think Kieran realised that the other Audi was alongside him. And just was drifting out on his normal exit run. In fairness, they said, oh, he, yeah, he might have lifted in the middle of the corner too. And but Casey Jr. had to get onto the dirt. He's got through and passed. It hasn't slowed down Brit Casey Jr., who's back in the lead now with Roy Block now second in TCR. Luke Rumberg in the Volkswagen. I said he was looking good. Back up into, or up into third, should I say. Kieran O'Rourke has dropped down to fifth because Rodrigo Sales has gone through as well. So... That's all closing up in TCR. And in ST, we've got the three leaders' notes to tell heading into turn one. Something, Number 81 BMW. Yeah. Uh, sorry, Jeremy. The uh, 53 Ford Mustang off the road. And again, it's at that braking area, turn 10. That's the red and red and white car. Is back on the circuit now. think just did that on his own just sort of outbraked himself the court motorsport car well, he was dying uh, 59 was sorry I said 53 it was the 59 yeah. yeah he was trying to stay ahead Jack Junior of uh, Paul Halton in the McLaren he left it breaking just a little bit too late yeah Eighteen laps completed by the leaders. Coming up for nineteen now as they head out of turn seventeen, and uh, very little to choose between the top two. And Owen Trinkler in third place isn't far behind. So Ford, McLaren, uh, Mercedes are top three. A little bit of a gap there to the youngster Chase Briscoe, who really has done a nice job in a number fifteen Multimatic Ford Mustang. He's got Scott Maxwell as a mentor. Scott Maxwell knows well just about it. Well, absolutely everything there is to know about this GT4 Mustang. Martin Barkey comes in first of the leading group who haven't stopped, who comes in with 50 minutes down, although there was a bit of yellow flag in that, Jeremy. So that's about right. Oh, they can't get the horse over to the front left of the car. It's been pulled by the mechanic and he's had to put it round behind himself and he can't get the centre lock nut off the car or the nuts off the car. They use a, an air 
gun rather than an electric gun and that's costing them time oh now it's the fuel that takes the longest fuel is allowed to be put in at the same time as the tires are being done and the problem is that the airline was stuck in a crack in the wall now has been taken out but the damage is done That is going to be a longer pit stop than it needed to be. And this is a green flag pit stop as well, so that's an absolute nightmare. Change for second place in ST, the number 21 uh, body motion Porsche Cayman, Max Faulkner moving past the 2013 ST champion Mike Lamara in number 73 Mini. That's a fantastic run for Max because he did start at the back of the ST Phil I know there's only half a dozen cars but even so there's been a lot going on and he's had to make those uh, passes cleanly Owen Trinkler third position coming through turn 17 and stays out for another lap ahead of him is Patrick Gallagher, the leader of the race. No, 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 we've got a new race leader, John. For Corey Fergus has gone yes, through into has. the lead, right. And he's cleared off by about nine-tenths of a second. Minimum drive time has been completed by everybody. McLaren leads Ford from Mercedes. That's your top three, 69, 8 and 46. Shea Adam, well past the minimum drive time. So presumably there's a whole load of drivers with their hands, device, helmets, race suits all fastened up, ready to go on the wall. Yeah, that's what I would have thought. But no, the only driver I can see up on the wall is Kyle Marcelli getting ready to take over for Nate Stacy when he eventually makes his way in. Uh, we've got Jason Hart standing behind the wall waiting for his co-driver Mike Vest to come in. Other than that, I don't see anybody on, on the pit in end who's ready to swap at all. Diana Binks is uh, down at the other end of the pit. Any sign of drivers getting ready uh, down at your end of the pit lane? They normally stand on the pit wall ready to go. Absolutely. There's not too many, but the 57s come in, and Bryce Ward is just handing that over to Indy Donkey. So they are taking fuel and tyres. Um, but other than that, there's no other cars ready, although I can see up the other end they, there are tyres on the wall there, but uh, not any indication of them coming into the pit lane as yet. Good solid drive by Bryce Ward. Shea Adam and Diana Binks with that Continental Tire pit lane report. Kept out of trouble when everything was kicking off around him. Exactly what we talked about this morning. He said uh, he was a bit disappointed about his lap speeds. He set himself a target in the practice sessions of a 15 and he a 16 rather and he got down to a 15 and then he wanted a 14 you see he's getting greedy but his best lap of 216.4 in this heat i think that's pretty good he stayed out of trouble and indy donchi is out with the 57 winwood htp mercedes amg gt first rule of starting a race is get to your pit stop and hand the car over in exactly the same condition as you took it off the grid hatchings Owen Trinkler exiting the final corner, still right in behind Patrick Gallagher as Corey Fergus has crossed the line in the lead. And there goes the battle, and they've lost a second. And Owen Trinkler knows that the leader is getting away and knows that at some stage he's going to have to make some kind of manoeuvre. The Ford is very quick in a straight line. The Mercedes-Benz 
bumping its way through turn one. Trinkler tries to go to the inside of turn three, goes to the inside of turn three, but it can't get it stopped. Little lock up from the front wheels of that GT4 car. That's hard to do, but then a mistake by the Mustang. And Patrick Gallagher goes wide. He's got dirt on his rear. Continental tyres now. And like a barracuda smelling blood in the water. Owen Trinkler pounces immediately. He's up. He's got the nose of the bend slightly ahead, but he's on the wrong side of the track as they turn right-handed into the hairpin. Cracking stuff from these two drivers. Absolutely on the ragged edge. Looks like the Mustang is losing rear grip and just isn't get the punch out from center off the corner smoking up the inside there goes the number 46 car Owen Trinkler but uh, he must slides have on wide locked up that front time he must have the uh, traction could uh, the ABS turned right down on that car so Corey Fergus is loving this because it's allowing him to establish a bit of a cushion at the head of the field the McLaren is a becoming a distant speck and more importantly, Spencer Pompelli, who's made his pit stop, is closing in on this battle for second position. This has been a sparkling drive from Spencer Pompelli. Still one stop required yes. by the 28 car to change driver. But he will need less fuel than the other contenders. Correct. And he's on newer Continental tyres as well than the cars around him. And that's why his lap times are so good at the moment he's a second and more quicker than the three cars ahead of him just following up on what Shea was seeing from our Continental Tire Pit Lane report I do think now the guys who stayed out have made their bed as the leader pits and this will be on fuel they will be running as far as they can on fuel and I think second place came in as well Patrick Gallagher Owen Trinkler Oh, has gone to the lead and will lead a lap. He's crossed the line and scored as the leader with Spencer Pompelli just a second behind. Now, Owen Trinkler, if he's got fuel left in the car, has got to try and do a couple of good laps to offset what's going on right now in the pit lane. Shea Adam. I have Kyle Marcelli getting into the number 60, the core autosport uh the Mustang, it is fuel and tires for this car. Nate Stacy's job is done for the day. They are expecting the sister car to come in as well. And the 52, the first of our minis, has come into the pit lane. Driver change and fuel. So far, so good for that stop. And they send the little yellow mini out on its way. Meantime, at the other end of the pit lane, the car that uh, came in uh, from the lead is getting its service. Diana Binks. Apologies for that. Just a little communication problem. I was hoping to uh, hear Diana come through there. But uh, pretty regular pit stops. A slight hold for Chad McCumbie in the eight car before he was allowed to go. They were doing something around the back of the car. So we'll find out from the team what was going on there. In the meantime, Kyle Marcelli is back out on the circuit. Chad McCumbie, Jesse Lazare in the 69. McLaren, Owen Trinkler then holding a scant lead over Spencer Pompelli who's done his pit stop now he pitted on lap 12 we are now on lap 22 been a bit of yellow in there so Spencer Pompelli can continue I mean he can only go for about another 20 minutes before he has to get out so that his co-driver oh and the 92 car is off in the biggest possible way the rear of the car is up on the tyres 
the bright red AMG GT with Mark Ramsey behind the wheel having taken it over from Alexander Prema and he has gone off at the tower turn pits are closed this could be a disaster for Owen Trinkler who's lost the lead to Spencer Pumpelli and has not come into the pits Ari Balog I think was in when the, the and number 38 well that, that's what we'll have to wait and see the number 38 car too uh, was also uh, onto the pit lane but that car is uh, a lap down after its earlier problems. Shea Adams watching the 30th. Did he get in before the pits were closed? He uh, was already on his way back out of the pits right. when the uh, pits for clothesline light came on. That was Dylan Murray and uh, our friend James Cox. James Cox, actually, very interesting relationship with the Paul Newman Rolex. If you haven't heard about it, look it up online. Basically, really? the reason we know about Rolex is because of Paul Newman. Well, the Rolex that Paul Newman had, he gave to James Cox many many years back so very interesting story there the 59 made it in before the pit close light came on as well as the number 19 Mercedes and the 26 BMW there's a little bit of issue going on with the 59 the Roush Mustang right now but uh, they have done the driver change they are putting the left rear Continental on having done all of their fueling now they're taking the car off the air jacks the good news is all this was under yellow so they didn't really lose any time yeah good point Mark Ramsey lost it coming into tower turn the 13th of 17 corners here at Sebring and the car having rotated skipped across the grass and hit the tyre wall the rear of the car is off the ground just a mistake maybe just a little bit too much rear brake bias or trying to turn the car in too sharply the tyre wall dissipating the energy of the impact in that uh, dark red Mercedes Benz that he shares with uh, Alex Premat he's going to need a tour out of there yes yeah, it was a good run for those guys and uh, you know Mark was doing a yeah, pretty respectable job there considering his lack of experience you certainly learn you'll learn from that one it looked like you're carrying a little bit too much speed actually there into turn 13 and into tower turn the car spins around and makes very heavy contact with that outside tire barrier good news is that it will have absorbed a fair bit of the impact but still there'll be some da quite a bit of damage to the back end of the number 92 mercedes take the opportunity to grab some of the drivers who've jumped out of the cars having started the race and we'll start with Shea adam with this continental tire pit lane report and nate stacy and Nate, for you in that number 60 Mustang, it looked like a very eventful stint, but how many laps did you have before you got in the car for the race? So going into qualifying, we had about 15 laps. Uh, for me, we just had some problems, and then there was red flags and just bad luck, really. So uh, we had about 15 laps going into qualifying. Didn't wasn't too bad for what we had on the car. Then went out for the race and made some setup tweaks and watched Kyle's video for about eight hours straight. So uh, after that, we just kind of uh, got ready for the race, tried to be uh, safe with the car, and brought it back. So uh, hopefully Kyle can... Uh, get a bit more work done than I did, so uh, should be good. You had a moment out there with the Multimatic Motorsports Mustang. What was all that about from your perspective? Oh, uh, so uh, he got a bit of a jump on me on the start. I read it wrong a little bit, and just a second delay on the throttle, and he was right up on me. And uh, he had a bit of a better exit than me coming out of one, and got the inside, and we were side by side. And whenever we came through that corner, the radius comes back over on you, and uh, he didn't move over very far, so I had to stay on the right and went two wheels over. But uh, thankfully nothing broke, and we didn't hit each other. So uh, hopefully next time he just gives me a bit more room. Yeah, it's all good. Good luck for the rest of the race. Thank you. 
I'm with uh, Eric Bacalart from Quest Racing, the 92. We just wanted to know, you've said Mark's okay, Mark Ramsey. Um, what feedback did you get from him? Well, I mean, you know, uh, he's okay. He's getting out of the car. It seemed that he came in the corner a bit wide. He was a bit offline and he spun by himself. And uh, it seemed that Tywall did a job, but, uh, you know, he's okay. We'll see what, uh, what kind of damage we have on the car. It was disappointing, wasn't it? I mean, you had a strategy planned and Alex got out the car earlier, Mark got in, and he was doing a pretty solid job. Yeah, we were competitive, you know, and uh, um, basically uh, Alex did a very good job, you know, at the beginning of the race, and we qualified well. Uh, so we play a specific strategy, and I think it was going to work pretty well, but unfortunately this thing happened. So it's part of racing, and I mean, you know, Mike's a great guy, and, you know, he still has to learn quite a bit, and, you know, this is why Alex is coaching him, and, you know, uh, so he's getting better and better, and, you know, uh, we're going to learn from it. Great stuff. Thank you. Thank you. So glad he's okay. 92 car has been extricated from the tyre wall at Tower Turn and looks uh, a little less than perfect around yes. the back of that car. The rear underbody diffuser is has been pulled off when it was rem removed from the tyres because that's what was catching the rear wing was already deranged from the impact the rest of the car actually looks pretty good lost a rear light lens on the right hand side and all the tires and wheels are pointing in the right direction i think that car will drive the worry will be how much uh, maybe not they're going to put it on the flatbed they'll not want to uh, trail debris around premature end to their run there, there were two cars that came into the pits on the on the previous lap, number 26 and 59 uh, that's Toby Grohovic in the uh, Fast Track Classic BMW M4 GT4 and Joey Adderbury in number 59 Roush Performance Core Motorsport Ford Mustang. I, I think those two were probably in for emergency service, i.e. they were about to run out of fuel, so it had to come in. To, they could just take a splash of fuel. They have to come in again, though, before we go back to green and take on full service. Share Adam. The 59 at least made it in before the pits closed initially. I didn't see them come back in. Uh, must have been when I was talking to Nate. But, uh, yeah, initially at least it came in and then the pits I closed. I don't think so, honestly, Shay. I think it was in It was in well after the number 19 car, which I think right. we, we thought was pushing the limit, didn't we? Uh, uh, yeah. and uh, uh, Owen Trinkler is the one that's going to lose out here. Um, yeah, well, all of those, well, a bunch of them are. All, all those guys that haven't pitted, the guys who had pitted beforehand, including number 69 uh, and number 8 and number 60, they're going to be looking in quite good shape. Yeah. I'll tell you what, Pits Rick, Casey, close, Rick Casey Jr. might be leading the race at the restart, actually, in the TCR car. <laughs> in the, the top positions, the only cars that haven't stopped, Owen Trinkler in the 46 TGM. AMG GT and Chase Briscoe in the 15 Ford, I reckon. What? Those are the only two who haven't stopped. Yes, but uh, all of those guys are going to have to come in again now uh, in order to be, get, be able to get to the end of the race. The first guy that uh, doesn't need another stop is... Um, Question is, does, uh, what does Spencer Pompelli do? There well, are... There are oh, the, well, he, he, he'll come into the pits now, I think, because he, he'll be good to go. He'll hand that car over to uh, to Dylan McAvern to run yeah. at the end of the race. The good news for him is, because he's already come into the pits, he doesn't need as much fuel as the other guys. So yeah. if they can get a really quick driver change in, he will come out at least 
well, maintains position ahead of all those other cars that uh, that are going to have to pit as well. So it, the, the timing of this caution period certainly was a bit unfortunate for, for RS1 and Spencer Papelli and Dylan McAvern. Now, Nick Gallant in the pit lane. The pits are still closed. The 81 BMW, was that just an emergency service here? Mm, it was. Uh, they also did a drinks bottle change, though, as uh, Devin Jones ran around the driver's side of the car through the door open uh, with his seat insert, but then just put a new drinks bottle in and sent the car back out. They only took five seconds of fuel. Okay, so that was indeed the emergency service. He will have to come in again uh, once everyone else has been into the pit lane. No point in running somebody out of fuel on the track behind the safety car. Makes perfect sense to me. Um, yeah, Spencer Pompelli has to come in in the next 14 minutes anyway to get right. D-Mac in the car. And in fact, D-Mac is on the wall. Shea's just told me that, so ready to go. Owen Trinklet, see above answer. He's got to jump out so that Hugh Plum can get in. Uh, Paul Holton has been in since the start, so he's got to come back in. So any of those guys, that, any of those guys who did the stop earlier? I oh know it was too early, wasn't it? So even if they did stop, they would have to change drivers again. Britt Casey Jr. is Jeremy suggested that 77 compass racing tcr leader the audi is now in ninth position yes uh, and uh, and actually he, he he probably doesn't need uh, yeah no he will have to come into pit stop because he's got to hand over to uh, tom long uh, so he, he otherwise he, he could probably get out in the lead of the race but no he does need to come in and make a pit stop to, for a driver change so cars number 56 not these down jeremy 56 72 and 81 yeah. closed pit and ended the pits when they were closed. But not 59. Negative. It's interesting. Yeah. So 56, 72 and 81. Is the 56 meant to be the 59? Uh, 56 apparently came back out from behind the wall, oh, she is okay, telling fine, me now. Right, right, yeah, I was okay. going to say that. Yeah, that was uh, Jeff Mosing, the car. The car was, of course, uh, had some was. problems earlier on. Sorry. Number 72 cars. Not relevant either because that had problems earlier on. It's the BMW. Number 81, yeah, that uh, did come into the closed pit. That was, uh, again, emergency service for the guy that had been got back up into the lead of the class. That would be number 81, Bimmerwell BMW. Spencer Pompelli, the leader in the 28 RS1 Porsche. Cayman is with Shea Adam for this Continental Tire Pit Lane report. Perfectly nailed his marks to Spencer and pulls himself out of the number 28 RS1 Porsche, handing over to DMAC. How did we not think of that last year? Four new Continental Tires going on that car. Whoa, the number eight of, uh, I think that's still Patrick Gallagher. He came very close to the guardrail I'm hiding behind uh, because there was a bit of traffic on the blend lane, but fuel going into that RS1 Porsche still. They have completed the left side tire change, pulling out the air jacks. That might have been left side tires only, actually, as... Now, fuel's still going on. No, they're changing the right rear now. It was four-tire change for that car. Dylan McAvern leaves the pit lane. Our 2017 GS champion is the first car back out of his box as he was the first car to hit his box. There was a driver change also for the 82 BMW, and that is now Tyler Cook behind the wheel. James Clay being done, and again, a very good stop by the Bimmer World crew. The five goes out with a severe lot of damage from this weekend. Joe Robillard is handed over to Stephen McAleer. The 65 is doing a leisurely driver change and further up the pit lane I see both the Mustangs and the McLaren are with Diana. 
Eight came in and just took fuel, a very quick stop, the Multimatic Motorsports car straight up. But the 15, uh, Scott Maxwell was actually waiting for some time to take over from Chase Briscoe and they put tyres and fuel and he is flying out of this pit lane here. Um, and above, uh, earlier ahead of me, I can't see the number on that one, unfortunately, but they um, are just taking fuel and are leaving the pit lane now. So the number 80 car came into the pits just then for a splash of fuel. Uh, certainly didn't, didn't uh, it was, I was surprised to see that car on pit lane, except for the fact it, it uh, unless there's another long course, it wouldn't have been able to make the, the finish. So it would just need a splash of fuel. That's number 80 for Brett Sandberg. That's a fast car and Brett Sandberg is a quick, pretty quick driver. And I think Indy Donchie's done exactly the same in the yes. 57 car yes so their, their their tactic now because they were down through is they have they have filled brim filled and those cars and so they'll be able to go to the end indeed. from here and damien faulkner also right well that's so that's yeah. both of the um the, windward the, htp cars yeah. then the, the first car that's kind of gambling a little bit here is number 60 car that was in on lap 22 though just before the full course caution yeah. and uh, number 60 car maybe they reckon they can get to the end from here that's kyle marcelli at the wheel of that uh, number 60 car for roush performance cormos what's taken over from nate stacy hello to miss jacks all the way from australia sent us a note on at imza radio perfect way to spend a friday night no clue what time it is where jackie is in the world the uh, TCR car, by the way, because the TCR and ST cars have to make their pit stops a lap after mm. all the GS cars, that meant that J Britt Tracy Jr. will be credited with leading that lap overall. You were right. But he, yeah, but he will be on the pits, uh, in the pits next time around to hand over that number 77 car for Compass Racing to Tom Long. Last on pit lane at the completion of lap 13 for Britt Casey Jr., so that's been a good long run for him. Yep. And, his and again, he was, was getting close now to the limits as well yes. to have to make your pit stops. Correct, so that is seven minutes away, mm. basically. Rodrigo sells... 45 minutes, I think, for minimum, minimum time. Oh, I thought you said 40 earlier on, my apologies. It always, yeah, uh, 45. 45, so, so yes. Within a couple of minutes, yeah, within he, a green flag lap. He's in the pit lane now. Now, I'm, I'm going to ask a question here that you might not know the answer to. When does the incoming driver's time start? I think it's pit exit, and I think they're not going to make they'll 45 minutes. No, they'll make it. They'll, they'll be out of here but within two minutes of now. Let's go down to share Adam, who is in Mini World. And what a wonderful place to be it is. The 73 comes into the pit box closest to me. Nate Nuremberg jumps out, and that is Derek Jones jumping in, I do believe. And uh, we have an Mpombo being installed into the other Mini. That would be the number 37. So we should have a fairly confusing timing screen now, John, because it should be two Mpombos, if, uh, unless I'm making that up, because the 52 did their driver change a little bit earlier on. We also have the BGB uh, Porsche down there, and the BMW came back in finally doing their driver change that means that Nicolant's been in that car for about two hours all said and done he's only been racing it for a lot longer than that about an hour and 20 minutes but he's been sitting in it for a while he finally gets out and that pit stop looks to be going smoothly as well although the 73 mini beats out the bmw the 81 still in its pit box does the 37 beat it out as well no the 81 jumps ahead so now we have a mini sandwich 
Right, thank you very much, sir, for that uh, continental tyre pit lane report. Yeah, yeah and that number 81, that was one of the cars that did come under the cl in under the closed pit a couple of laps ago. So that is that car has to come in now, take on its full service and make the driver change. Yes, indeed. That was the uh, short stop for just five seconds of fuel. Yep, and, that, and, this, and now it came in for full service and a driver change. So... When it all cycles through, do we have... Well, D Dylan Murray uh, and... Well, no, Dylan Murray, I, I think, is going to have an object. I think he was got the, the... I think he was ahead of the race leader and behind the safety car when we last came around, I believe. So he should get the pass around and be able to rejoin at the back end of the lead lap. That's the car he shares. The BGB Motorsports Porsche came and he shares with, uh, with Jim Cox. I think that's him escaping so into the That's the blue and white car, isn't it? Who is getting the way by now on the far side of the circuit. The final way by before we go back to green. So that's the, the youngster there, Dylan Murray, second generation driver, 16 years of age. He is from Cartersville in Georgia, suburb uh, of Atlanta, basically. He uh, made his debut, uh, the son of David Murray made his debut driving along with his dad and with Jim Cox at Daytona last time out. Uh, there's some difficulties there, but now looks like at least he's going to get back on the lead lap. Uh, he's going to be at the tail end of the lead lap, so he's got an awful lot of traffic ahead of him. But I'll tell you what, he will learn an awful lot in this final 40 minutes or so of this race. Yes, absolutely will. Done a absolutely fair bit of racing will. as Dylan in, in all sorts of things, like quarter midgets and, and karting and even some stock cars. Uh, so, you know, he's he's got plenty of, uh, yeah, did, did some late models from, from 2015, did a couple of K&N races which one of the support series is for nascar uh, in the last couple of years he finishes six and eighth actually at watkins Glen on the road course as well so you know lots of lots of racing experience for one so young just 16 years of age i reckon tom long in the 77 leading tcr got out roughly speaking and uh, between 30 to 35 seconds ahead of the 45 minutes that was when the yeah. pit out icon flashed up so that was yeah, and I, it's tight. Yeah, it was. I, I think there's a little bit of leeway, given the fact they were under yellow and they weren't allowed to pit. Yeah. Oh, somebody's gone off Whoops. under full course yellow, that and that's the, it's the three again, isn't it? Now that can't that won't be is that that can't be Craig Lyons still in the car? Yes, it is. So Craig Lyons, I'm afraid, not covering himself in glory, having had an incident already for which he was penalised, then gets a wave by, and then at the exit of Whoa. turn three into four, just drove the car off the track. And <laughs> in trying to regain the going? track, looped it in the opposite direction. Right. Okay. I'll sure just leave that, that, I think. Yeah. I, I, I think best not to good, say anything good plan. there. Good plan. Moving along, nothing to see. The class split is about to happen now, so Pierre Kleinerbing, who's taken over the 75... TCR and in fact now leads the 70 the, the TCR category. He the, will allow all the TC uh, all of the GS cars to go past him, and uh, Tanner Rumberg will be alongside him or behind him when we come back to green. I'm just checking. I think. Yeah, we have got 33-0 cars on the lead lap. And I reckon it'll be 31, actually. Do you think Dylan Murray's on his yeah. way back round? Yes, yeah. I, think you, I think you're right there, Jeremy. 
So 31 cars on the lead lap. Yeah, and what John Handoff means there by the, the class split is before we go back to green, we'll get all the GS cars packed up together. Behind them will be the TCR cars. So even though Pierre Klein-Newbing now in car number 75 is actually fifth on the road, he'll drop to the back of the pack, remain ahead of Tanner Rumberg, who's taken over from his uh, younger brother Luke in second place in the car number 31. And then uh, Tom Long... Uh, and uh, Kuna Whitmer were well, there already at the back of the pack, having made their pit stops uh, a little earlier. So that is going to be the order, and then they will be ahead of each of the uh, ST cars, which is led now by Mark Pombo in car number 52, ahead of his brother Matt in 73, then the Porsche of Jason Rabe, and the BMW of David Jones, who's taken over from uh, Nick Galante. And also uh, Derek Jones in the other Mini is going to be on the, the lead lap as well in ST. So the five ST cars will be in a uh, train for the restart. And the, I guess, five uh, TCR cars, ditto. So that's going to be quite, quite, some quite good fun, I think. Maybe getting a penalty for one of the AMGs in the pit lane, ran over a drinks bottle on exit, unless it wasn't theirs. A second car going down the pit Into lane. the pit lane to Diana Binks, who has a big caller. Diana, who do you have with you? Windward Racing, the number three Craig Lyons has just pitted and there's quite a lot of damage to the front right. You, my front left. Um, but uh, Chris Wilson is ready to jump in. They're just putting the seat insert now. Uh, Craig's out. Chris is in. They're looking at the damage at the front, but they're not uh, doing anything with that. They're changing the tyres at the rear. And they're just waiting to change the, the front left. Here he goes. So there doesn't look like there's anything sticking there, John. All the bodywork has come off at the front. And um, he's, he's just taking the tyres off now. So there'll be just a slight delay here while they just fit the other driver back in. I can see them doing up the belts and just double-checking that everything's all right. Hands up from the guys on the rear of this Mercedes AMG. And they're about to give him the thumbs up now. No, still a slight delay here. Oh, there's a... Oh. There was a, sw a wire hanging up from the top that nearly went off with that car. And we are back to green flag racing as that car rejoins. That was too late, by the way, because there was only 40 minutes left on the clock and he's still not left the pit lane. 39 minutes and 45 seconds as that car comes out. So um, I don't think that's going to be drive time for Chris Wilson unless he started that car and I don't think he did I thought Craig Murray was in it from the beginning Kyle Marcelli leading the cars across the line Greg, Lee, Greg Liegfuger in second place and Toby Gravich 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 yeah Gravich uh, 75 is going to get a pit lane speeding penalty that is Pierre Kleinerbing the leader of the TCR category Nine miles an hour, not even close. Car 99 car. Car 99 car, the Aston Martin of Al Carter. Wheel rotation went on jack stands. That's a drive through as well. Ooh. Come on, guys. Al knows better than that. Yes, easy to, it's easy to catch a, um, the throttle, but he shouldn't have been in gear when he was up there. All right, so the guy to watch is going to be... <laughs> <laughs> down at turn 10, sorry, ooh, 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 I was pointing at the screen there. Down at turn 10, a little bit of bump and run, but everybody's got away with it. Marcelli from Lee Fuga in second place. Damien Faulkner, after all of that and having brim-filled the car, came across the line in seventh position. 
fueled, I reckon, to the end of the race. Well, everybody's fueled to the end. No, we shouldn't need any more pit stops no, right now. So that was a really smart piece of work by the HTP Women guys. Shea Adam has news of a problem with one of the... Did you say the seven car there, Shea? I did. It's the bright yellow one, the Volt Thank lighting you. car. Uh, when it came into the pit lane a few moments ago, I thought that was because they stayed out an extra lap to get the lap back before doing their driver change, but it just came back into the pit yeah. lane, trailing a lot of white smoke. Yeah, that Not was, good. Yeah, that was a car that stopped very, very early on there. Uh, I think eight or nine laps off the lead at the moment. So they've tried to get Alan Brynjolfsson back into the race. The leaders are coming through past us. Marcelli still leads by 1.3 seconds. Lee Fuger in the Mercedes, 60 from 19 from 26. Joey Atterbury is in fourth position in the 59. Car 11, oh my goodness, what a day they're having. Ran the red light at the pit stop, stopping 60. Improper final wave by procedure for the number three car. That's Craig Lyons, he's having a horrid day. <laughs> Stop plus four minutes and 38 seconds. Because Craig Lyons has gone out, so poor Chris Williams Wilson is going to have to sit there and soak that up. Tell you what, I think we maybe maybe we should stop scoring the number three car today and talk about somebody else. Poor old Craig, he's had a, a horrible, horrible day. Hey Craig, how did you Isn't race? Isn't Brady one car on pit lane? Correct. Why? Well, fine. Uh, maybe a penalty for working in a closed pit. Ah, right. Stop so that wasn't an emergency. So they didn't just do emergency service; they did something else. Now, Shea, Adam, didn't you tell us that they changed the drinks bottle? They did. That's considered working on the car in a yeah, closed pit lane. Goodness gracious me. Pulls into the penalty box. Which world, excuse me, John. I'm so yeah, sorry. Bimmer World Racing has been around in the sport a long, long time. They should know better than that. You can't do anything at all other than take on a splash of fuel, I believe. So, <laughs> yes. So the penalty box is uh, getting a bit full at the moment. Damien Faulkner lighting up the... Yeah. Sally leads this motor race. Yeah, very good. It's the uh, best ever finish. He's had a pair of third place finishes in the past. Nate Stacy had a third last year as well. Neither of them has won a race. Gregory Leefuger, well, he's won races in ST, but not in GS before. Yeah, the Volt Racing car clearly had problems early on and dropped down. But uh, that looks like an engine issue for the number seven when it came back into the pit, as reported by Sheridan now. Continental Tire pit lane report. So 35 minutes are remaining. This is going to be a heck of a race up front. Carl oh. Marcelli, though, you give that young Canadian the lead, he's not going to want to give it up, that's for sure. Indy Donchi, penalty, leaving the pit box with equipment Kidding. attached. Drive through. That's the... Wimmer HTP car. I think that was the the ball. Oh, spin for the 15. Now was he helped into that? That's Scott Maxwell, who has been turned around at uh, turn 16, going into the back straight, and that car has rejoined. That was a couple of moments ago. I was watching the timing screen. I have to say, it. so apologies, but that car is running again, but has dropped down the field considerably now in 22nd position Tom Long leads TCR for the 77 Compass Racing car Kuno Whitmer in second position and Tanner Rumberg in the only VW Golf in the race is in third position Lee Carpentier in fourth in ST 
Mark Pombo leads Matt Pombo by a couple of tenths of a second. 52 mini, that's the yellow car from the 73 red and black car. Carl Marcellian, the leader of the race in that uh, Roush Performance Core Motorsports Ford Mustang. He's just turned his best lap of the race. It went 2 minutes 14.756. It's not the fastest lap of the race. That was in the, the low 13s for Spencer Pompelli. But he's got a now a margin of a little bit over, a little bit less than two seconds when he came across the line last time. But what a battle of a second place between Lee Fuga and Grohovic. More problems for Scott Maxwell. Yeah. He's driven off the circuit and he's heading for a picnic, I think. Yeah. Hand on head there, and gets out yeah. of the car. These Fords have had some reliability problems, it has to be said. He's shutting everything down, but what a pro. He's taken the car off the racing surface and out of the way. It will not cause anything of in, in terms of a safety car intervention. Now, let's get back to some battling here after we've done all the penalties for you. 19, Greg Liefuga has the BMW number 26 right in behind. This is the new BMW M4 GT4. First, second and third, separated by about three seconds. As they went across the line, then there's a little gap back, maybe a second or so to Joey Atterbury in fourth. He's got Chad McCombie and Jesse Lazare right up his tailpipes. Damien Faulkner, so another eight tenths back in seventh position. So couple of little groups of cars beginning to form at the front of the field. Kyle Marcel is two seconds away from Lee Fuga, and then the 26 BMW, the 59 and 8 Fords are pretty close. Then a gap back to Jesse Lazare, then Damien Faulkner, then Damien McAvan, D-Mac. Uh, that's another little group with Tyler Cook closing in on them as well. This is going to be exciting. I love it. Great way to come to the end of a race. Good run by Kyle Maselli and well done to the 60 team for getting their tactics right and keeping their powder dry for a little while. The Roush Performance Core Motorsports car, that's K-O-H-R. Yeah, they're in first and fourth positions right now, yes. aren't they? With uh, Chad McCumbie in the Multimatic car there, uh, ah. right with them also in fifth position. Stephen McAleer involved with the spin for Scott Maxwell which I only caught the end of of which I only caught the end sorry and anyway, they were battling over 10th place at that restart and that incident under review at the moment the 11 car still to serve its stop plus 60 I think for running the red light at the pit exit Greg Leifuger in that uh, AMG Mercedes, what a great colour scheme that is as well. The livery guys have Can't gone. That one, can you? The livery guys have gone bonkers here, haven't they? Toby Grohovic in behind him, side by side into 15, 16 sort of area on the circuit. And side by side they were, weren't they? And it was Maxwell on the outside. That's a low percentage place to be. Yeah, and he was trying to follow the Mercedes ahead of him through. Jeremy as he came in and you see he went for the apex when the Porsche was still there yeah. hadn't really cleared him and the Porsches do I, I don't see the Porsche doing anything wrong there right at the apex the number five I mean he goes any further to his right he's got to ride the curb yeah. and I'm not sure Stephen McAleer needs to do that Scott Maxwell's put himself on the outside as you say Jeremy he's got to 
make it go on. You know, if it had happened on the exit and Stephen hadn't given him room, then okay. But no, that was at the apex. Scott Maxwell walking away from the number 20 uh, for the number 15 car which he's abandoned on the infield but it's not on the racing surface or near to it there'll be no worries about that uh, half an hour of racing still to go 30 minutes on the clock Marcelli is pulling away from the field it's up to 2.3 seconds now with Lee Fuga in the Mercedes Grohovec in the BMW battling scrapping over second and third Joey Atterbury now has Chad McCumbie Jesse Lazar and Damien Faulkner and Dylan Machivan all behind him with Tyler Cook in the 82 BMW gaining on them as well. So we're going to have six cars battling for fourth place when they come round in the next couple or three laps. Yeah, that's a great battle, isn't it? That's really heating up. Carl Marcelli, though, another uh, best lap for him. Two minutes, 14.4 for our race leader last time around. So a couple of tenths quicker than a, lap, a couple of laps ago. This weekend on Saturday, the 66th running of the Mobile One, Sebring... 12 hours presented by Advance Auto Parts and we'll have all of the action live on RS2 IMSA Radio as part of the RSL Radio Network of Channels. And Carl Marcelli is loving looking in his mirrors and seeing that BMW and the Mercedes side by side and battling amongst themselves because that is going to enable Carl to edge away at the front of this field. Young man with a lot of racing experience nowadays is Kyle. Yes, I remember his early days in the, the forerunner of this championship. Did a bit of prototype challenge racing, if I remember rightly. Yeah, a lot of it. Yeah. Here in the US, if you want to watch moving pictures of the big race tomorrow, Fox Sports Go, Fox Sports 1 and 2 have all 12 hours. If you are outside the US, then IMSA TV or the player at RadioLamont.com with the trackside commentary that we provide. And we'll have a bit of the warm-up as well for you in the morning on audio. If you can't stay by your television, Sirius 138, XM202 and around the circuit, 99.1 WWOG, 7.30am News Talk and 10.50am Highlands ESPN. As well, of course, as the IMSA app. Some exciting news about the IMSA app coming in the next couple of weeks. Stay tuned for that. Give a shout-out here to... Uh Young Dylan Murray, uh, you remember he took the restart in the uh, 31st position. <laughs> that car is now up into 16th. Yes. Actually, wasn't he was a bit higher than that because he got the wave past, Correct. past the other cars. Yes. But still, he's, he's, he's running nicely there and make, making up a little bit of ground. Just waiting to see where Kyle Marcelli is. The ST leaders have gone through. Matt and Mark Pombo first yeah. and second. Half a second between them. It's like formation driving into turn three at the moment. And number five Ouch. with a problem is Stephen McAleer. That was after the hit from Scott Maxwell. And he's touring. We must have had another incident because he was, after that, he was dicing with number 65. Actually, somebody's driven up the back of him, Jeremy. Yeah. Uh, he's yeah, got a, he's got a left 65, front puncture, though. No, he has got a left front puncture, though. That might be a, as a result of that side-by-side -side contact because it was left front that took the bulk of the impact when the Mustang came across him. 
Yeah, the last couple of laps, though, has been uh, nose to tail with number 65, Kyle. Huh? Kyle Marcelli by nearly three seconds now. Chad McCombie dropping away in fourth position. He's checked that. Joey Atterbury has been overtaken by Chad McCombie, hasn't he? So Chad McCombie's just gone through in the eighth to fourth position, just happened across the line. They were just 0 0.034 of a second. And that battle continues into turn number three with McCombie and Atterbury together with the McLaren of Jesse Lazare right in behind them. And here comes Dylan Machivan, who's gone by Damien Faulkner, who's in that as well. One, two, three, four, five cars scrapping for fourth position. And the two Fords are still side by side. They've done the first third of the lap. And the McLaren tries to make it three wide, going down into the hairpin. Does make it three wide for a moment, then thinks better of it. As Dylan Machivan in the Porsche is there, it's two pairs of two. It's like watching a double-wide restart on a green-white checker on an oval. This is extraordinary stuff. Damien Faulkner trying to get in amongst this battle. Tyler Cook's gone by Damien Faulkner as well in the 82 BMW, I think. So Damien Faulkner, having got up to the back of that battle for fourth positions, lost a couple of spots. Yeah, confirmed that BMW there. So Chad McCombie, Joey Atterbury, the two Fords, 8 and 59. Jesse Lazare and the McLaren, the 69. Dylan Machivan in the Porsche 28. Damien Faulkner and Tyler Cook, all line astern. In fact, the BMW is ahead of Damien, who is just giving himself a little bit of breathing room. Dylan Machivan in the RS1. Cayman, remember that was the car that led early on, trying to get the draft from the car ahead of him. Greg Leeferger still has Toby Grohovec behind him. They're battling in second place, but that battling is allowing Kyle Marcelli to just stretch away. 3.3 seconds now. Stephen McAleer is heading back out onto the circuit after a problem with the right front. Cher Adam has been talking to the team. Uh, the left front, and it was just a flat tire. There was no suspension damage, which is the good news. They put a slightly used Continental back on that left front and sent Stephen back out. He'll not be happy. That was the corner that took the hit earlier on. Uh, what's up with Damien Faulkner? He's got Hugh Plum right in behind him for TGM. He took over from Owen Trinkler. Owen really lost out, the TGM 46 car really lost out by not getting in just before the full course yellow. They couldn't have known, but it was rolling the dice and it hasn't paid off. But he's only 11 seconds behind the leader, Hugh Plum, and he's got a whole gaggle of cars. There's nobody with more than six or seven tenths between himself and fourth position. Change on the podium there for TCR. Uh, Lee Carpentier in colour 10, moving past number 31 at Tanner Rumberg on that, on that last lap. 23 minutes to go. Oh! oh dear me. See, that's not helping to anybody on radio, is it? Uh, that's turn 13, sorry, dear listener. That's turn 13, and it's the McLaren, 
that's gone around. Jesse Lazare comprehensively attacked by Tyler Cook. I think one or two drivers might be up before the beak at the end of this. The rear spoiler, the rear aerofoil's gone on that car coming down to turn 13. The BMW riding the curb at 12 gets to the inside, but not far enough up. And again, keeps the foot in whilst turning the other car around. It's a dirt track move. Well, it's an ST move, perhaps, by Tyler Cook there. I wonder surprising. if surprising. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, surprising for somebody of his experience, to be honest. I think he got there and just thought, I might as well tough it out now. <laughs> that Dylan McAvoy up a place. Unsurprisingly, that is under review. Yeah, well, they'll drop. I think they're both of those guys will drop down, won't they? So that puts Dylan McIvan up to fifth. Joy Atterbury yeah, just, yeah, just has got just past, got past yes, Joy. Exactly, yeah. Uh, Tyler Cook is going to lose position. Is he? Damien Faultless dropped down to tenth position. So we'll wait to hear about that decision on the 69 and the 82. Tyler Cook and Hugh Plum will drop down, but Damien Faultner, well, he should go up a couple of positions there just doesn't seem to have the pace in the car at this stage of the race 2.18.7 last time around when everyone else was doing 17s, 16s, 15s and 14s for Chad McCumbie Kyle Marcelli picking up his pace in the first sector as is Greg Liefuge yeah just doing a really really nice job is Kyle Marcelli super consistent at the front of this field and the gap from first to second about 3.3 seconds it's edged out just a tiny little bit over the last few laps and don't forget the rest of the season exactly as we have covered this with a countdown to green on IMSA radio and then IMSA radio and IMSA TV coming together for full streamed video of the race TV production thank you guys doing a cracking job today thanks again to Bubba Clark for all his assistance and that is without geoblock and no brakes flag to flag coverage live and as it happens every Continental Tire Sports Car Challenge race day as IMSA Radio and TV come together we on IMSA Radio have coverage of the earlier sessions including qualifying but you'll always get race coverage in sound and vision Inside 20 minutes to go now with the Carl Marcelli that, that lead over Gregory Liefuger in second place, 3.3 seconds as he comes across to complete lap 38. Meanwhile, back in ST, the, the Pombos continue to battle in those minis, the 52 and the 73. Not far behind them, uh, an equally good battle between Jason Rabe in 21 and Derek Jones in the mini 37. And into the pit lane, Tyler Cook to serve a drive-through penalty. Incident responsibility with the 69. If you could see my face now, there would be not a single element of surprise on that decision. Good work again by race direction, having a look at it, making the decision, getting it done quickly. And the 82 car coming in to serve its penalty quickly. Get that out of the way, get back out. The Bimmer World Racing guys, they know it was just a drive-through. So everybody else moves up. So 10th now, Guy Cosmo. Damien Fault has lost another position must be an issue well he did it 220 last time around there's an issue with the 33 car see if we can get a report from our continental tire pit lane team the 33 winwood htp car is losing pace 
whilst at the front of the field, Karl Marcelli, Greg Liefuger and Toby Grohovic have done their fastest laps of the race, 2.14, 4.7 and 6 respectively. It was a 2.20 from Faulkner. And what looked to be a promising potential, maybe top six finish, maybe better, is turning in to survival for the affable Irishman. And if he's doing 2.20s to the end of the race, he's not going to hold on to 11th position. Meanwhile, in TCR, Tom Long leads by 11.5 seconds to Kuno Whitmer. 77 and 74. Both yep. Compass racing cars. Yep, and given the fact number 74 car had various uh, electrical gremlins yesterday, that's been a good comeback for those two. The Pombos still battling ways ahead towards turn one. The 52 ahead of the 73, that's Mark ahead of Matt. Do you think they've asked the teams to link the radios together <laughs> so they can shout insults at each other at various corners? Matt, by the way, is the, the elder brother. He's in second, second place, place at the moment. Yep. Ooh, being be, be by his little brother. Yeah, like that. That's that's a now. There's a decision to be made. I don't like my little brother beating me, but I can't really punt him off because a he's my teammate, b he's my little brother, and I'm his big brother. I'm meant to look after him. <laughs> Grohovic made that pass of second place. Did we see that? Uh, Grohovic threw on Lee Fugit. And the gap now four seconds, so can Grohovic in the BMW number 26. By the way, that car looks absolutely superb, doesn't it? The classic BMW Vest Energy Group colours. Dark red. And the BMW M4. Dark red with the grey side panels. That BMW M4 GT4. Car beat on the track for well over a year now in development, but this is its first serious year of competition. We saw its race debut in Dubai, in the Dubai 24 Hours, in January 2017, when it ran unhomologated. The Pombo boys still at it. 25th and 26th overall. Dirt tracking. Just throw the minis at the corners, guys. Back end of the minis jacked up so that they slide in. You can back the cars in, turn the wheel towards the apex, get your foot down. Classic stuff. If you had the Scale Extrix mini racing set when you were younger, slot racing cars, that's what they looked like. There was always a bright yellow one, yeah. wasn't there? Bright yellow one, red one, often you'd have a blue one. They were the classic minis rather than the new BMW cars, but... You get the picture. That's exactly what they look like at the moment coming through turn 17. Made their debut in this category here at Sebring. And I remember the car rolling out for the first practice. I thought somebody had just taken a car out of the car park and put race numbers on it. Dark red, out it went. No racing stripes, no decals, no sponsors. And it went by and I thought, who's let him out? They have got 13, call it 14 seconds on Derek Jones, by the way, who's recovered in the 37 car. So it is a mini 1, 2, 3, 52, 73 and 37. And Derek has just got past the Porsche number 21, Jason Rabe in that car. Yeah, we've also got um, uh, Dylan McAver moving up as well. I think he was able to get past Chad McCombie there in turn one. That would be the battle for 
fourth position. The Daytona winner moving up. Yes, and he's only a tenth and a half behind Chad McCombie, who's a second behind Greg Liefuger, and Greg's not lapping us anywhere near. He's done a 17-7 last time around. I think the guys, that one or two guys might be in slight tyre trouble here at the head of the field. It is very warm today, and if you've leaned on those... Cars, ah, the 69's out! The 69's out again. Jesse Lazare off the circuit, and... Is that dead stick? It looked to be cruising to a halt. He's tried to put it behind a barrier. It's coming up towards turn three at the early part of the lap. Disaster for McLaren. Oh, man alive. What a day to do. That leaves the 76 McLaren in the hands of Matt Plum, who's battling with his brother, Hugh Plum, for eighth and ninth position. Hugh Plum has taken over the 46 Mercedes. So go down to that's one of the uh, Winwood HTP cars, the uh, 46 machine. No, sorry, that's the uh, TGM car. Uh, let's go down to Winwood HTP. Diana, Diana Binks has this Continental tyre pit lane report. Diana, we've been worried about the pace of Damien Faulkner, that car now outside the top dozen. Up. Yeah, he is. I'm just with the team now. They were on the on the pit wall actually having a look and they can see that something has broken on the right rear. They don't know what yet, but they're getting ready for Damien to, to come in. They're all on the pit wall now, so he will be coming back in and that's the reason that he's losing that time out there. Uh, he, the car is seriously hampered at 26-8 last time around. He's 10-11 seconds off the pace. No sense in trying to scrape it home for the last 12 minutes. He's going to lose too much ground. McEwen now looking to make a move on number 19 car as well. He's just taking eight tenths out of him that lap around. That's excellent driving. Yeah, again, the, you know, the lighter car in the latter stages of the race. That battle for third and fourth in ST is actually superb. 21 and 37, they've exchanged places each of the last two laps. Yes, they have. But they're dropping away from the Pombo boys. Now, 17 seconds between the third place car and the two minis. The guy who's on the move is Indy Doncha. Yeah. Up to 11th place now, having made that uh, drive-through penalty, I think, didn't get the restart. Yes. Uh, and uh, has had to uh, work his way back through the field. He's the fastest car on the track, or, yeah, one of the fastest cars on the track. Uh, 114.6 against the leaders, 2.15, 2 minutes, 14.6, obviously, uh, against the 2.15.2 for our race leader. Yeah, that was a pit lane uh, equipment running over violation, right. wasn't it? There's number 33 car on pit lane. D-Mac ahead of Chad McCumbie on the circuit as they are charging up through the field. <laughs> Actually, has he got past Greg Liefuger? Yes, he has. That's Liefuger that's behind him now. So the 28 car is up in the third position, I reckon, Jeremy. The yep. Yep, confirmed. So Liefuger struggling yep. for lap times every once in a while. He's doing 15-5s, 15-3 for Grohovic in second. Kyle Marcelli, seven, uh, five seconds ahead. It was down towards the hairpin. And it looks like Lee Fuga just went a little bit wide. Couldn't straighten the car up. Left the inside. Oh, it's fair driving by Lee Fuga, that very fair driving. Didn't try to take the apex of eight. Yeah, very sensible. You can see that the Porsche's a lot faster at this stage in the it's game. It's a real grip, isn't it? It's a good bit lighter. Yeah, a lot more grip all around. So just says, OK, fair enough, I'll follow you home. Give up one position, no problem. 
Chad McCumbie's only a second further back in their number eight Ford. This is not over yet. D-Mac on the podium and only 2.6 seconds behind Toby Grohovic, only seven seconds behind the leader. Bad news for him, we've only got 10 and a half minutes left. But he was a full second and more quicker than the two cars ahead of him. We've got about five laps left. Defending serious champion, of course, is uh, D-Mac there. Dylan McAvern in that third position. He's, there's a chance for second. I don't think he's got going to get first unless no. Kyle Marcelli does something silly. But there's definitely a chance for second position. That car is capable of a 13-2, Dylan McAvern's car. That might be the fastest lap of the race, was it? Yes, it was. Spencer Pompelli early on. So now it's full attack mode. Phases to stun. And cannot be delayed by lap traffic. In the classes, Tom Long is up to 16th now as Damien Faulkner has come to the pit lane, as we mentioned. Kuno Whitmer makes it a 1-2 for Compass Audi. Lee Carpentier in the number 10 eeuroparts.com racing machine is in third st mini mini porsche mini but that could change at any stage the porsche with the mini will swap around at least another 117 times before the end probably matt and mark pombo yeah. battling for that lead we've also got matt and hugh plum another pair of brothers in eighth and ninth position in gs but they're not in the same type of car matt in the mclaren number 76 for compass racing hugh plum in the 46 Ted Giovannis Motorsport AMG Mercedes. That's right, and in TCR now, Tom Long's got a, pretty, a very handy lead over Kuno Whitmer, who is indeed well clear of the third place car, but Lee Carpentier still has been tailed there by Tanner Rumberg, and Pierre Kleinubing is closing in on both of those two. That's car number 75, Pierre Kleinubing, originally from Brazil, but based in Coconut Creek in Florida for many, many years. Hugely successful, won a lot of championships in different series, and he, he is... Uh, yeah, trying to make sure he, he, well, he wants to get back on the podium after that earlier uh, earlier problem and drive-through. Meanwhile, the race leader, 1 minute 14.9 last time around. Good lap time for Kyle Marcelli. has extended that lead just uh, ever, ever so slightly over Toby Brehovic, an excellent second place for that uh, fast track racing team, the classic BMW, new to the Intercontinental Tire Sports Car Challenge this season. Toby Grohovic has done some races in the past. He's had a second place finish. Uh, he started in the series, actually made his debut way back in 2007. And for Jason Clooney, well, you know, he's, uh, he's, got, he's the guy who got the call from when he was shoveling snow, literally, quite literally, uh, at home in uh, Saskatchewan. Uh, early this week after racing in the F2000 car at St. Petersburg last weekend. He's uh, on here potentially for a second place finish. That would be a remarkable result for that team. So head down to Diana for an update from the Continental Tire Pit Lane reporters. Di, what do you have? The, the, when the team brought this, uh, Damien Faulkner back in in the 33 and they uh, made some adjustments, they were looking at the back and the rear and they've changed tyres. It's been here for probably three or four minutes, but they have actually sent him back out on track now. Yeah, he's dropped well down behind Stephen McAleer, actually. So that's down into 19th position 
in class. I don't think he'll drop any further because everyone else is laps behind. He has. He may have dropped off the lead lap now. He has, yes, indeed. So that is a bit of a. It's an awful thing to happen. Mercedes-Benz have not had the best day today, have they? Cars being fired. Mercedes-AMG cars being fired at the. Scenery true. doesn't help, but there has been some. There have been some issues That's, with the cars. That is very true. But Indy Doncher is absolutely flying. Meantime, the Matt Mark Mini battle continues down the back straight. Formation driving now. They they are now driving side by side just because they can. I think. <laughs> She's just said in my ears, it makes better photos for the mum. Yeah. Uh, Mrs. Pombo, if you're watching, your boys are doing a great job. Nice. Yeah, and the, the Father Pepe was a, a big hero in IMSA back in the 80s as well. Matt Pombo just pulling out there just to make sure that the family back at home can see that they're both still running on the TV stream. They're back, back together again, aren't they? So there was a second or so between them for a few laps, but now Matt has closed back up onto the tail of Mark as they head through turn one. Bouncing their way through turn one. Tremendously entertaining. It's been a good run by Lee Carpentier into third position in TCR, but he is now... Now, has Lee just gone through into third? Yes, he has, hasn't he? Uh, no, no, he's been sorry, holding it's, on. It's, it's, it's yeah. Tanner Rundberg who's closed in on him. My right. apologies, yes, the, the golf. Yeah, so the Volkswagen Golf trying to break up the Audi domination on the podium. That's correct. And uh, behind him, Pierre Kleinubi was closing in on those two, but last time around, last lap around, he, he didn't. I think he had some of the lead GS cars go Could by be. him, so he, he might have had to lift out, Jeremy. Toby Grohovec has got a mirror full of Dylan McEvan. It was two and a half seconds at the line. It's nothing like that. As they Oh, slow Ford Mustang out on the circuit. It's the eight car. This is Chad McCombie from fifth position. Disaster for the Ford. Sounds like he's got no drive. Is that another drive shaft problem? It's still ticking over. And he's going to try and get it off into a break in the wall, Jeez. which is with only four minutes left. Any intervention by the safety car now would hand the race to Carl Marcelli. Let's yeah. just go back He'd to have that. his fingers crossed, though, oh. won't he? Having seen his Mustangs drop by the wayside. Well, his last lap was a 15-3, so he's not hanging about. 14-9 from McEvan, and he's down at under two seconds. It's been a good rear guard action from Toby Grohovec in the BMW, because I didn't think he had the speed a couple of laps ago. Meantime, just going across the line in front of us, Ford and Audi are battling, that battling. that's Joey Atterbury in the 59 Ford and Jeff Westfall in the 39 Audi, the grey and bright yellow machine, and they are battling over fifth and sixth position now. Indie excuse me, John. Sorry. sorry. Uh, out of fuel. Out of, I'm hearing there's a fuel problem. I'd, uh, excuse me, wrong, wrong, wrong car and wrong message. I thought that was the car that was stopping, that uh, was out of fuel. What I'm hearing is Kyle Marcelli has been told by the team he has no worries on fuel. Stopped on lap 23, working lap 46 now. Uh, Matt and Hugh Plummer right together again as well. That went out to a couple of seconds. Yeah. <laughs> McLaren and Mercedes. So the battling brothers 
two pair, seventh and eighth in GS, and leading ST and second place in ST. Yeah, and uh, third place in TCR has changed position. Tanner Rumberg has got That's ahead got of Lee Car Carponche, and now Pierre Klein Ubing is within a couple of seconds of those two. Also in ST, Jason Rabe has got back past uh, Derek Jones. Must have been a problem for Jones on that last lap because he had a, a, you know, a semi appreciable margin over the uh, mini last time over the Porsche last time around yeah um, Kleinubing uh, last lap a 21 flat against a 23-2 from Lee Carpontier he's going to eat up that couple of seconds very very quickly between them and Carpontier after a good run in the eeuroparts.com racing Audi might be in bother it seems having no bother at all at the front of the field is Carl Marcelli in the 60 core motorsports machine Roush Performance and Core Motorsports combining with this Ford Mustang GT4. And white flag. He gets the white flag. Yes. Now, the battle for second is hotting up. And meantime, the Audi has got on the inside of the 59. Just waited for a moment before I called that one through. So, Jeff Westfall will be scored in fifth position as he comes round. Unless the Mustang can drag by him. No, it can't. Grohovic and McEvan still battling. But Westfall moves up a position. Lee Fuger should be all right in fourth position. Tim Probert and Dylan Murray are having a scrap for 12th and 13th position. I'll keep an eye on that. Yeah, I was talking about there was Indy Doncha up into 10th position and turning. He's the fastest car on the track on a regular basis. 14, he's lapping regularly in the 14s. No one else is lapping regularly in the 14s at this stage in the proceedings. He's back in 10th place after some difficulties early on, but it's been a really, really good run once again for the young Dutchman. White flag for the two minis. I shall miss these cars from ST and no chance of a mini TCR. There is one built, but BMW won't sanction it to run here. The suggestion is that they are holding on for their own TCR product, being the BMW, the new BMW 1 Series, which will share the new mini platform, and that we might see a BMW Motorsport product in the 1 Series front-wheel drive car. It's been a while since they had their entry-level 235M out. Entry-level BMW Motorsport. These two minis have not given up the fight yet. <laughs> now... Now, boys, play nicely. Oh, door left open by Mark Pombo. And Mark Pombo takes the initiative, goes down the inside, then drops back behind his younger brother as they go to the hairpin for the final time. Kyle Marcelli had five and a half seconds on the field as he went through, and he's in the final corner now. He could almost kick out the clutch and let it roll home for Roush Performance in Core Motorsports. As they come through, Nick Stacey started and Kyle Marcelli finishes with a win for Ford and for Roush Performance and Core Motorsports. And Nick Stacey is on the pit wall with Shea Adam. Nate Stacey, wow. Started 13th today. Now you get your first ever win in this series. Congrats. How's it feel? Feels awesome. Just so glad. The Core Motorsports guy, they're the best guys out there. Can't ask for a better crew. Dean and Martin engineered this car to perfection. Kyle Maselli drove it like an insane guy. And just, that was a great race. Two years in a row for this team. Congrats. Thank you so much. Nate Stacy down there on the wall. Toby Grahovec held on, but just two tenths of a second. But he is in second position. Dylan Matcham bringing the 
last year's champion car home in third position, having led the race, that car for an early, good early part of the race. In TCR, we'll wait for them to come to the line, but it's very, very close indeed between the minor placings. <laughs> and in fact, Lee Carponti and Tanner Rumberg have changed positions. So let's see again. If, again, yes, and <laughs> Pierre Kleinerming's not that far away. Here come the two minis, and it will be Pombo Minor who comes across. It's pretty much side by side as they went across the stripe, and the timing screen confirms that it's the yellow from the red, which is marked from Matt. I think it'll be Jason Raab who follows them home, although Derek Jones is only a second away when he went across the line. Still waiting for the TCRs. Oh! The 77, Tom Long TCR was cruising there and he's not yet crossed the line. Has that car run out of fuel? I think it has. Drama on the last lap, down on the back straight. The 74 car's gonna come through first. Kuno Whitmer's gonna win it. I can't see the 77 car. Tom Long has run out of fuel, I'm sure. And distraught pictures from inside the 77 as Kuno Whitmer confirmed the Compass Racing number 74 car has gone through Roberto Salas at sales and Kuno Whitmer for Compass Racing. It's got battery power, but it won't start. Can Tanner Rumberg got past Lee Carpontier Again. on the final lap? And it was for second position. <laughs> Lee Carpontier third. So that battle for third, and I can't believe it. It's the length of the back straight away from a famous victory from the 77. That's cruel. And the car is out of gas. Well, well, well. That is cruel. He's in fifth position and I think he'll be scored in fifth position in the class so he will get some points because uh, Ethan Law in the 11 car has taken the chequered flag laps down yeah oh my goodness me let's see if we can pick up some interviews from the TCR and ST class leaders not the 77 car but the 74 has won it for Compass Racing just extraordinary scenes on the back straight with the 77 stranded and unable to move. The engine's turning over. There's clearly battery power and the starter's working, but it's not firing into life. So either it's not getting a spark to the engine or it's not getting any fuel. Let's go down to the pit lane and Rodrigo sails with... The <laughs> I can only imagine the amount of differing emotions that have gone through Rodrigo's face in the last few minutes. Yeah, I mean, how do you even put that into words? You're in second, and then all of a sudden, you've won the race. What are you feeling? Oh, it's just, it's fantastic. I mean, I feel, I feel bad for Tom and Britt. They drove a fantastic race, their teammates, but at the same time, it's racing. Things like this happen. We've had a really rough weekend overall with challenges with the car. We didn't get any practice time. The car is actually... We lost our ABS halfway through the race. So just, you know, we had a flat tire. Just feels so good to win given all the adversity that we face. So it's it's fantastic. I, and Kuno did an amazing job, absolutely amazing job. So Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm with Jared Selinski in the 52 uh, Many JCW team. Jared, that was an exciting finish to that race. Yeah, that was just an amazing drive by Mark Pombo. I uh, really want to thank Lot Motorsports for giving us a, uh, a fantastic, perfect car today. I want to thank my sponsors, Steady Returns, 
and uh, fused lenses and agape diamonds and just, uh, just, just a great day for Minnie and a great day for the Pombo brothers. And uh, yeah, I gave Mark the car he needed and he did the rest. I mean, this is a frantic race, isn't it? There's so much going on all the time. Compounded with that, we have this fantastic Sebring circuit. It all must be on a major achievement to win here. Yeah, this is my home track. I know this track really well. This track beats you up, but I, you know, as long as you can keep your car in one piece and, and hit your marks and keep the you know keep four wheels on, and and that's what we did. We 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 worked all weekend to, to set up the car right, and we didn't actually have the best setup, but it was good enough. Uh, for me and Mark and, and Lap Motorsports and JCW Racing Team, and we, we did it. Well, well done to you all. Enjoy the celebrations now. Thank you. Thank you so much. Very calm and collected there from Jared Solinski. Yeah. I'd have been jumping up and down like a lunatic. <laughs> Fantastic stuff. Really beautifully judged race by Roush Performance and Co Motorsports in the, with Nate Stacey and Kyle Marcelli in that 60 car. Uh, they have converted and the desperately bad look from Tom Long right at the end there in that 77 Compass Audi Shea Adam has been talking to the team and give us a little more news with this Continental Tire Pit Lane report he did not run out of fuel there are four gallons left in the tank oh there's my some goodness. sort of fuel pickup issue oh that is even more frustrating quite remarkable that they could not get that car home literally the length of the back straight and the run to the flag from there Sebring race circuit is so flat it's not as if you can uh, get it on the downhill and that is such bad luck for the 77 team you never want that to happen to anyone but Casey Jr. did a great job early on for Compass Racing and Tom Long was in the process of bringing it home. Uh, before we, Tom Long's still in the car, by the way. Just can't believe he's bad luck. Before we go, Jeremy, some unofficial uh, points totals. Where would you like to start? Yeah, let's start at, uh, in ST, should we? In, in ST, I think it's going to be uh, Max Faulkner and Jason Rabe, who finished third today, along with their second place finish at Daytona. They should we lead, I believe, by one point over Daytona's winner, winners, Nick Galanta and Devin Jones. Uh, today's winners, Mark Pombo and Jared Selinski, will be one point further back in third place. So one point between first and second, one point between second Excellent. and third. Excellent. And then Matt Pombo and Mike, Mar Mike Lamar, they're only two points back as well. Uh, in TCR... 67 car, Jason uh, Rodrigo Sales and Kuno Whitmer will lead the points. They were a second and now a first today. They will lead by six points over Britt Casey and Tom Long, uh, who had that heartbreak on that final lap. In GS, well, no surprise there. Spencer Mapelli and Dylan McAvern with the third place finisher add to, to their win. They will have 65 points over Toby Grahovic in car number 60. He got a new co-driver this weekend in, in Jason Clooney, but it'll be Grahovic in third in uh, well second position behind McAvin and Pompelli third place will be James Clay and Tyler Cook who finished 11th today but still yeah. have enough in hand over Hugh Plum and Owen Trinkler and well action from start <laughs> to finish there and unusual huh well, it's it's every single race a reminder that we'll be doing that again and reconvening for every single round of the IMSA Continental Tire Sports Car Challenge and with uh, full audio coverage of the early sessions and qualifying and then the sound and vision 
brought together with IMSA Radio and IMSA TV. So whether in the US or further afield, we will be covering that. And if you've liked what you've uh, seen today, please come back and join us again. My thanks to our Continental Tire Pit Lane team, Shea Adam and Diana Binks, for keeping across the action there. A uh, couple of people who've had bad days today. Well, you've got to say, Damien Faulkner won't be a very happy man. Problem at the back of that Mercedes that cost him certainly a top six and maybe better. They'd played the strategy pretty well. Uh, but Tom Long and the rest of the 77 Compass team, I don't even know what to say to those guys. Fuel in the tank, they couldn't get it. Um, the person who will never admit to being at, even at Sebring for this race is Craig Lyons, who had the worst day at the racetrack of anybody I've ever seen. Off the track, uh, managed to loop it on a, on, a, on, a wave, on a wave by penalties, the whole lot. This is one for him to just strike from his memory, isn't it? You've just got to, right, reset, start again at the next one. Yeah, you're right. Not, not the greatest day for those guys, but for, uh, for Court Order Sports and Roush performance, just a brilliant performance there by Carl Marcelli. A great first stint by the youngster there, Nate Stacey, and it's Carl Marcelli who brings it home. Oh, great stuff again in the Alan J. Automotive Networks 120 here at Sebring. The three and three quarter mile circuit has done its best to break cars and it's got the better of some of them. But Kyle Marcelli has brought home the number 60 Ford. Nate, his teammate, Nate Stacey, his teammate started the Roush performance. Core Motorsports machine absolutely brilliantly done tactically and from the drivers. They deserved that victory from Jeremy Shaw Myself, John Hindhoff, and our Continental Tire Pit Lane reporters, Diana Binks and Shea Adam. It's bye from Sebring. Join us for the rest of the IMSA Continental Tire Sports Car Challenge season. This programme is a production of IMSA and Radio Show Limited. For more, visit RadioLeMond.com.